0: All right, welcome everybody that's joining us tonight. We're going to be interviewing Mr. Braden Michaels. Thank, Thank you, you so much for coming in me. tonight. We're both trying to get ourselves set yeah. up. It's OK, we're both right. still in the process of trying to get set up. And in a way, you know, come on, everybody knows that the first 20 minutes of our show is always kind right. of like a shit show. Not that you're going to be a part of it, but I'm always just a mess right. the first uh, hour or whatever. So just getting set Good. up right now. Good. How are you doing tonight?
1: Thank you thank
0: so you for much for joining me. us. Well, um, let's get right to it, because tonight we have the first hours dedicated to you. And then, and excuse me, everybody, I'm still getting set up. Oh, that's good enough for now. Um, first hour is all about you. And then second hour, we're going to have an open mic for uh, anybody that wants to join us. I know we talked, and you're really excited about that. But um, for anybody who's just joining us who may not be familiar with you, who the heck is Brayden Michaels? And, and why are and we talking to you tonight?
1: Question. Actually, I'm aii I'm a married man. I have a, a a toddler, or not a toddler, but he's almost six years old. He, he's a handful. He keeps me busy. Uh, I, I, I I've been writing for for probably probably most of my life. I've been writing since I probably even even before okay. I was like ten. Oh wow! So well, I I've you know, I would write a few lines on a post-it note, and my mom would take it and put it on the fridge. But I don't think I re- realized that I was at that age that I wanted to be a writer. Probably around 15, 16, when I began to really read and read poetry, uh, the first person that really grabbed my attention was Allen Ginsberg. So I,
2: I, I read how oh, okay. sixteen, I know that's and I thought, wow, favorite. Like, like this is. life, write a book and and uh but growing up
1: life for me was kind of a little difficult my mom was always in and out of the hospital growing up uh she passed away yeah. at a young age oh, wow. so I kind of used my writing as an outlet but I got to the point where looking at it and and reading it I got tired of writing the same stuff over and over because it was an outlet uh, I got married in my twenties at a young age, and didn't know anything about marriage. And I learned. Okay. We were together for about ten years, and uh, turned out to be, she turned out that she was an alcoholic. You know, I I thought it was okay. Well, I'm
0: gonna pause. Yeah. Hold on, Brandon. Can you John, Brandon, can hear. Can you hear me? Okay. I put. Okay, I couldn't tell if you can hear or not, because you just unpacked a whole lot of stuff. You got to give me a second here, because you said some incredible stuff here that I understand may have uh, impacted your um, writing, but you also were sick of writing the same stuff. So I love hearing this history, and anybody that's just joining us, welcome. Um, Tell your friends that we're talking with Braden Michaels right now. He's got a book coming out um, this month on the 25th, correct, or is it the 23rd? I've seen conflicting reports, 25th or 25th. Um, we're going to get into all of your works pretty soon. Um, if you're just joining us, you started giving us some history. Now, you said that um, your mother used to put Yeah, I was, writings write it on like on a Post-it note. Under, under 10 years old. Do you remember any of those? Like any like good snippets Actually, from young Actually, I Braden? do. Uh, okay. okay. Let's, well, let's one of the
1: things that I wrote that, that stuck out was that you have to walk, you have to crawl before you can walk. To see to feel your desire, but with thing you carry an invisible fire, and, and I wrote that probably like wow, yeah, but again,
2: I didn't know what I was doing it took me It took me years to discover like
1: I'm a writer. I just didn't, didn't know it as a child, and through my
3: teens.
0: And you learned that as a teenager, like what? Like was it a high school class? Was it just like being a teenager and putting some poetry together? This is kind of like
1: I didn't know what that. Number one, I was writing poetry. I, I I had journals. I had okay. tons of journals where I was writing stuff down, and just just writing mm-hmm. random stuff that just came to mind. So, as I got older, I kind of repressed that and didn't share that with too many people. So, when I got married, Mm -hmm. as I was saying, I kind of hid that in my first marriage. I wrote, but I didn't really share it with too many people that this is what I want to do. So, before my first marriage ended, I volunteered to go to therapy. Mm -hmm. I knew I I needed this. Something okay. about me didn't feel right. Something about, something about my marriage didn't, didn't feel right. Lots of aspects just were wrong. I, I saw myself growing. And again, I was with an alcoholic where mm-hmm. she didn't recognize there was a the problem. Right. and uh, So that must have been very tough. So how, so is this?
0: This is, was a marriage that didn't go all the way through. So, how long did that? Well, I, um, I take was for? with her for um, all together like...
1: about ten years. So, I got divorced in mm-hmm. my thirties, like roughly like thirty two, thirty three. I got remarried, okay, like a year, maybe two years later, and to the per- to a person that is was the opposite of my first wife, like. I made sure I found somebody that everything we did did not revolve around a drink. And so.
0: So, like a a complete straight edge. So, your current uh, love of your life is a complete straight edge, and you've learned from your previous relationship. Is that what I'm hearing from you, Braden?
1: I told myself, okay, mm -hmm. I'm going to start doing things that I want to do. Because most of my marriage, my first marriage, I did a lot of stuff for for my spouse. Nothing was ever for me. I was married to someone that was very domineering and very controlling. So once I got out of that, Mm. now I'm 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 in a marriage where, I want to say I'm more dominating or controlling, but there's more balance and there's more of an open discussion about topics. So... Mm -hmm. Uh, Interesting. I, I, so you share your
0: work with her currently? Like, does she well, kind of, is she a first you say or, that,
1: or, or, Uh I've shared my work situation? with her very early on mm-hmm. when we started dating. She actually yeah, she encouraged me to mm-hmm. go on WordPress and start an account. And that that's how I started. So she, oh, she encouraged me to do wow. that.
0: Can I ask what year um, were you married? Because it looks like you started, like, now, I don't know if everybody who's just joining us, welcome. We are talking to Brayden Michaels now. Obviously, we're highlighting his new book, his sixth poetry book. That's actually, uh, I'm kind of fascinated. It's actually yes. a collection of all your Correct. previous works that we're going to talk about. Um, but it started, like, you started, like, popping all these books out starting in uh, April 2020. So when wh- when does this all, as far as, like, we learned about your history with losing your mom, unfortunately, very young, um, having a, a, I don't want to say a tumultuous first marriage, but a, a first marriage where it taught you a lot about right. what you needed for yourself in your life for you to be happy and for you to pursue your goals and ambitions. Because, oh my gosh, we got a lot to discuss as far as what you've done. And then, of course, having your current love who has been, uh, it sounds like, a driving force for you. Because, again, we got a lot of stuff to talk about with the first hour. So, let me stop asking and okay, setting so, you up. To talk, talk, talk. So when, so did when this I started love my your blog, life first come through your wife uh, uh, current.
1: I just wrote regularly. I, I, I stayed with it. I I got a pretty good a good following doing it, and got to the point where I'm mm-hmm. like, okay, I need to start making books. So, I, I started to publish them myself, which was a bad idea. M-
0: meaning that I, okay.
1: I kind of did the work. Okay. I'd find a cover, put my name on it,
0: publish mm-hmm. them. Okay. Nobody
1: ever read anything, really. I think I had, I, I, and at this time, I met Tara. So I met her very, mm-hmm. very early on. Tara care, but we just account.
0: had an interview with her.
1: And it occurred to me, I'm like, I can't do this. So I decided to, like, reinvent myself. I stripped my blog, took all, a lot of my content, content down. And that is my first book, okay. The Raven's Poison.
0: Yes. And that was from right. April 25th of 2020. Um, Storm of no, East, no. What, you call the, what I did was, that, that was the name or, of or my blog. Mm-hmm. So
1: I had, I had an idea oh. of what I wanted oh, to do with it. Okay. So I reached out to Tara. I said, I want you to do my first five books. You do the magic, I'll give you the manuscript. And I said and she didn't have contracts at this time. She just started her publishing company. So but she does all the magic. And I use that word mm-hmm. because yeah. when she does yeah. a book, yeah. it looks like it's from a traditional publisher. Like and I and I, I've always advertised that to anybody who's all, who's, all, who's bought mm-hmm. a book, they would, they would even ask me. Did you do that? Hell no, I can't do that. So
0: Well, I'm glad you brought that up because um we just had a pre-recorded uh, I, I to that interview actually. with Miss uh, Tara Caribou, who's also I believe in our audience. Oh, awesome, because uh, she also spoke super highly of you, of course, along with a lot of people that she's worked with. And everybody that we've interviewed who has had books come out recently that also partner with her has had very similar, just pleasant experience working with Tara Caribou as far as the publishing experience and what you said, doing the magic. So you said The Raven's Poison, your first book, um, is a collection of right. your first just kind of your blog poetry um also under your description it's really uh designated as part as like a human condition so it's kind of like your setup of that book about just human condition poetry or just things you felt it's a blend of my marriage that came out broken up in sections
1: of of people and patterns Mm -hmm, people mm -hmm. have that good and bad habits so in a nutshell it's it's a little bit of each section some sections are dark some are light so it's all the emotions that every that every person on the planet feels. So it, it, there's a lot of growth and a mm-hmm. lot of healing, a lot of being introspective. Uh, it, it, it's it, some of it's very personal, but then, like I said, I got to go one on one more. Okay, I'm not writing personal stuff anymore. I need to set myself apart from other poetry across the world. How do I do that?
0: And, and that brings uh, a really good question. Now, you said that uh, in previous conversations that you have a really yes. unique writing process. And um, I want to hear about that. I think this is a great uh, jumping point to hear about your specific so my, uh, writing So process. my process in the I, beginning I a few was writing too. from
1: a personal place. So I thought to myself, how can I separate myself from another poet? It's, there's a stigma, to, to, in my opinion, for a poet. Most people assume a person that writes poet, that, that's a poet, is is broken. Uh, they've got a dark past, and they're writing to heal. So my mm-hmm. approach is to write it from, like, a storyteller's mm-hmm. perspective. So I walk okay. through life kind of just absorbing people's lives, uh, like people's patterns, and just trying to, rather than judge, just understand people. So I'm taking the approach of understanding people and then putting that into a poem basically as as if I'm creating a story, not necessarily a a poem. Uh, I, I tend to use a lot of symbolism
0: like, Brayden, so it seems like your second book that's not at a, uh, um, I would say, a collaboration or a consortium of poems, because you do have two other pieces that come in before this one. But this really describes um, kind of what I view of your Stella Walker Correct. acquaintances, which is, I believe, your book two. Uh, is that kind of like the storyteller? Because I don't know. If you haven't heard about this concept, it's basically, from what I've gathered, it's a bunch of collections of poetry that highlight a characterization of a story of this woman um, Stella Walker Yeah, actually I his knew his somebody that, can you talk about that book?
1: From WordPress that oh, was a widow okay. and we became very close friends and she inspired okay. the concept. Because I once I learned a lot about her, I realized okay, she's sharing a lot of great information. And I, I even asked permission, like can I can I take your what you're what you're going through because I, I don't want to exploit it and use it to the advantage. So I came up with characters to your point. Of people you come across that mold and shape your life, good and bad. So, it starts out with kind of somewhat of a prologue, and then, and then she runs in, in the different people, characters, and it's you kind of see how the collection evolves, and she kind of finds herself in the end. She's not as broken anymore. She she finds herself basically. At the end of the book, and sees sees the beauty of wow. what she had or you know what she had, but at the same time seeing the beauty of of herself. So
0: that's incredible of a concept, and you get that through the whole. Um, and now this book that you had, the I have that it's like a hundred and one pages. So that's. Through the whole one sure. journey, that's what we're going to gather through that second book. And that's your second creation. And again, that really, really speaks to you, that concept of your writing style, which you said. It may be right. not necessarily from my personal place. It's a characterization of a lot of other real human experiences, whether it's real or potential. Uh, I like to call it exaggerated uh, reality or ex- yeah. exaggerated fictitious you know cause not all real life is exciting but i just want to say poetry drinking 85 shout out they, they love you think you are a fantastic well, writer so i just I really that. giving some great uh feedback for our audience tonight so thank you um so then your third book and then we'll talk about uh, ones where you put because i'm hoping that we go into more of your actual work tonight before we get into the second hour but so your third book Again, kind of going with this concept here of more of a conceptualized writing style is unpaved crossroads, right. and this is July twenty twenty one, and this is based off of Robert's Frost, "The Road Not Taken." As far yeah, as uh, I, the concept, can you talk about the, this whole? Thing? Yeah, Again, I thought about that. Friends, I thought to,
1: about that is poem. His, his
0: sixth book's coming out, and, and this is book three.
1: At the time mm-hmm. when I was doing my blog, I thought, you know what? I want some made up road, made up road names. So initially, I. I put a, a post on WordPress, and I said, I want I want followers to give me a name of a road, and I'm going to put a story to it. But the really underlying message of the entire book is that your choices or lack of choices that you make uh, uh, are going to put you in a place. So those choices you make are are, are, are your roads, basically. You live mm-hmm. where you make your choices. Basically. So again, each poem has a made up road about something about love, about finding God, about being poor, about success. But again, anybody, if anybody bought the book, they can find themselves somewhere in that book. And I actually dedicated it to my son, because when he gets older, I want him to realize that no matter whatever choices you make, whether I like them or not, this is your path, (laughs) and I'm going to respect it and love you no matter what.
0: That's great! Like, what a great concept for him to see. And again, um, your son is currently about six years old, so. How old do you think your son needs to be before you think that they're going to find more well, uh, collections yeah. of work? He knows and, I'm and, a writer. He knows I'm
1: a poet. It. So I've, I've shown him mm-hmm. my books. Uh, I think at, at any point oh, where okay. I, I'm even teach him, teaching him to rhyme a little bit just so he get a feel of what oh, wow. that's like. And it won't be long before I sit down with him and, and, and teach him how to write a poem. Because I'm teaching him right now that as a boy, as you get older, it's okay to feel, it's okay to cry, it's okay to say I love you a thousand times. Mm-hmm. Like I don't want him to grow up to, to not, oh, not wow. know how to feel. That does not make you a man. So he's very touchy feeling just like I am, and I want him to. What?
0: Are other uh lessons that are you hoping right. your son's going to pick up through some of your work because that's a big one like that, that uh i want to i don't want to categorize it as toxic masculinity but i find that kind of be sprinkled in as lessons that we've learned from that toxic masculinity that it's okay for men and i right. to cry because it's a human emotion so are there any other really interesting human lessons that your, well, your son will be i think the biggest thing is
1: starting something and complaining it I mean, it, it's, a, it's a big undertaking to sit down mm-hmm. and say, okay, I'm going to write a book. Like, so, so my approach when I come right, up with alone I have a theme, a general theme. So I want him to learn that when you start something, you want to try to finish it. There's probably a, a lot of different things he's going to learn uh, with the whole concept of me writing and being an author. So I I think those, your question, like that's, that answer is going to have a lot of different a lot of different reasons and impact yeah. I guess
0: what lessons have what? you learned already that you hope that are being stated so you said other than um crying and then also of course being aware of some things um, it seems like you're okay again, friends, if you're just joining us, we are talking to Braden Michaels, whose sixth book is coming out in april uh twenty fifth which is actually i heard it's it's kind of like the best uh, hits of all of these books. We've talked about the first three. We still have two more of your books to talk about. And I hope we are going to get actually into some of you or um, you reading right. some of your work. I just wanted to go through your collections first. Um, and I hear you had uh, the, the next one again. So if you're just joining us and you missed the start, we started with The Raven's Pose uh, in Poetry, which was in April. So again, your first book came out in April. Your next book's coming out in April. Actually, oh my gosh, dude. 425 2020, uh, yeah. so three years later, your sixth book. On the dot, on the, oh my gosh, I didn't even put that together. Um, second book was Stella Walker's Acquaintances, which was based off of somebody he really knew in real life who happened to be um, a widow. And if you missed his entire description of the emotional experience that this character and you as the reader are going to feel throughout, holy moly, get a copy right now. Uh, the third, uh, third book was Unpaved Crossroads from... July of 2021, which kind of was hinted by the theme of Robert Frost, "The Road uh, Not Taken," but every poem through there was teaching some sort of road. And now, with the fourth book, December 20th, 2021, "Growl from the Sun" and other poems, and Correct. this seems to be more of a, because, of a
1: because because of COVID and, and all the things were <laughs> so, going on. The Let's war. talk about this. So my approach with this book is that okay. I, I just bought a, a collection of. A poetry by Ginsburg. So I was reading a lot of him at, mm-hmm, at this mm-hmm. time.
0: Yeah, if you just started as Ginsburg was definitely of inspiration right. so, for our guest here. At, so I don't at the time, time I'm like, okay, me, yeah. I wanna
1: write something that has a Ginsburg feel to it. So I'm thinking of a title in my head. Okay, well, you wrote how. So I'm gonna write Growl from the Sun. Mm-hmm and how is broken up in parts. So I decide, okay, I'm going to write mm-hmm. a poem broken up in parts. But I'm going to, my approach to this is going to be a little bit different. I'm not going to put a label on this. I'm not going to pick on Democrats. I'm not going to pick on Republicans. Why? Because first and foremost, strip the label. They're, they're a human being. It's, people, it's the human beings that are making these decisions for us. So mm-hmm. I wrote it with mm-hmm. the approach of strip the labels. Look, look, look at what's really happened in the world, open your eyes and look at it from mm-hmm. the perspective without a label. I think a lot of us, I think a lot of us struggle so, going through life without, without a label. Mm-hmm.
0: Well, that's, yeah, that definitely was a time period that we needed to kind of reflect and I, obviously it's hard to say where we are as a part of it but i wanted to know um have you gotten a response or, or any sort of uh feedback issued no, this book specifically cuz being political sometimes it's hard sometimes it's like a hit or miss sometimes it's uh you say one thing and it gets misconstrued or, or categorized and then you're you're cut off or sometimes you know again People are allowed to have their own feelings in this world, and, and not right.
2: to This is probably one of the
1: few books it, so. that I read. We said you
0: did not from get my
1: perspective, so mm-hmm. like my wife loved it. She, she thinks it's probably say, the best of these thing books I've didn't ever read. Like that, like
0: don't... Who, who's just my something? life.
1: And I think, uh, and and Terror oh, really liked that's it too. She, she gave it a lot of praise, oh, but it's but yeah, life, it fun But i thought of that.
0: Can I suggest something? I'm sorry. Can I suggest something? Maybe she loves it so much is right. because it was you. It was more you. You say it was. This it was, was your actual words and feelings as far as waking up. You know, whatever you personally feel, but like at least here is my perspective and opening up to that. Maybe that's why she was so Probably, into it yeah. because it's Most likely, from you. Yeah. I mean, the, it, to do some of this really amazing stuff here, because you um in your uh, biography, kind of uh, who you are as a writer. You talk about utilizing investigative perception and um, also deconstructive literature. So like that fact that th- that's such a talent to- in itself, but also to give your true, this is me on the page. That's what I, I, I agree for, with that. For but- her at least. All right. <laughs> All right. Well then next topic, no discussion needed that if we're not going to argue, um, but that's kind of, so you didn't get much of like at least hate or love response but you felt like it was at least a prized passion piece to at least be able to put something of your own out there and get it done. It was one of your shorter pieces. So at least you got it on purpose. And actually you with all, this project, I,
1: I used mm-hmm. Tara's publishing name. I thought it, I thought if I made it into a chat yeah, book, I thought sure. I would get more feedback and it, people would be interested. But uh, again, the, the world was full of a million books and a million authors. So I didn't really get as much feedback Mm -hmm. as I thought I would but now that
0: we're here talking to you tonight it's right. opportunity that we can go back i mean there's just because it's not 2021 anymore doesn't mean right. that we can't go back and go to this because again if you're just joining us or you're just a new fan to this uh, amazing writer amazing poet out here that we have tonight you can check out all of the works are available through your webpage, through your instagram you can get on linktree and also amazon and of course you know Tara caribou always knows how to hook up our authors and how to get them uh, on that screen. So if you're just joining us, definitely check this out. Um, am this might be a great time to, to actually there's one more book before the last book. So maybe I should do this first before I beg you to read some stuff. But uh, so you had one more book that wasn't terribly long ago. This was published in October. Uh, it's for you love always and this is kind of like your Thematic for love's yeah. like its spirit. your last
1: the attempt was just to write a collection of of, of poems of love, and I, I mm-hmm. wrote about 15, 15 poems. When I'm thinking, man, this is a lot harder than I thought. Because what I hate to do is to write poetry where another poem feels and sounds like another one. That's a big pet peeve of mine. I want all mm-hmm, my books. Mm-hmm to
0: have its own feel yeah. too. So and it does seem to so feel like every time already
1: to, to have its own identity. So on this project I struggled in this room. And I thought, you know what? I'm making I'm overthinking this here. All I gotta do is think about the person who I'm married to. Then I made it more personable and actually I I dedicated this book to my wife actually and gave this to her for our, our anniversary. Once I got past the 20 page mark, the rest of it was That's easier beautiful. to write.
0: Wonderful. Wow. It, oh, yeah, it, it was wonderful. Is it October 18th? Or,
1: that or, was a, a, a nine year anniversary. So this year, what well, would be 10? Wow. Oh, What's your wedding
0: anniversary?
1: Yeah, right.
0: Is that on October? So when or no, is the first one? Oh, okay. Okay, so it just happened to come yeah. out the night before. That's beautiful. So October 19th, that was and last year was your ninth. So you're actually yeah, gonna be the, hit hard, in the 10 years, years coming up this October. So 10 yeah. years going on a yeah. hundred, though, it seems like she's such a support. Other than her supporting um your work, uh what else does she do that just really uh get your spirits going because I, I know that you dedicated a whole book to her and you said after page 20 and it's a 99 page uh, collection here it just flowed right out of you so what else about uh, that lovely well, uh, lady of yours so one of the
1: first things that really Daddy struck should... out to me when we met is she works in the medical field so she really cares about just people overall oh, wow. she's always willing to help you know friends people strangers uh, but in my marriage to me she's like the glue you Know she just does so much, and I'm always amazed by what she does for me the cooking, you know, the, the cleaning part we both kind of do, but mm-hmm. she's always willing to, you know, come weekend is, is tell me what you want to eat, I'll, I'll make it. So I, I'm always, I'm always just wow, impressed, and I, I'm always, and I always show gratitude to be grateful for what she makes. So I, I I'm Just always impressed by, by her. So
0: lovely. To, wow, to do
1: all the stuff that she does and, and mm-hmm. work a job and take care of a child. So, hey.
0: Brayden, can I share? Um, a friend of mine, her brother recently got um engaged, and your story about your wife just seems to ro- yeah, resonate with me with the story. Do you mind if I share this real quick? I feel it's it feels like the same kind of romanticism, but like it, it's actually. I, I chuckle at it, but it's really deep and actually very sweet. And it really, I, I think, is an essence of what true love is. Anyways, her brother recently got engaged, and I hope they're OK with me sharing the story. Um, because uh, what they, he wanted to do is she got him tickets to the Taylor Swift concert, which was a big deal because you know the whole situation with Ticketmaster. But this woman that he is now engaged to uh, went out of her way, spent the money to get the tickets before they couldn't get them. And he wanted to propose to her there but he could not wait. So I guess uh, last week uh, he comes home or she comes home from work and he goes, would you like to go grocery shopping with me? And she goes, of course, yeah. And he goes, good. Cause I want to uh, go grocery shopping with you for the rest yeah. of my life. Will you marry me? So I laugh at that because if anybody were to ask me if I want to go grocery yeah, shopping, yeah. I'd tell them to go, fuck off because <laughs> I want to, hate grocery shopping. But it's, again, it's like the little things and appreciating doing, the most mundane cast together is that's how you know that that's that person for you so that's why i want to thank you for letting me share that that just really resonated that whole connection so i can see that your wife is just so wonderful for you and of course you know you have this beautiful family so this comes to our last we, while we're here while we're talking to you Um, Is that, Brayden, you have a sixth book now coming up, a sixth book. Welcome, if you're just joining us. We are talking to Braden Michaels, and he has a sixth poetry book. We went through the journey of all five, and this is called Between the Verses and the Ink, Volume 1, which is a collection from all of your five books. So how is this book also going to have its own unique theme? I think it kind of reminds me of like like a CD almost because it's got all the best hits or can you talk about what your thoughts were why this book why now and well why the we first thing i like thought
1: if do. someone if someone were to buy this today you know when it comes out someone's gonna get the variety mm-hmm. someone's gonna get the, the feel of each book because again none of the books are, are closely related so someone's gonna really feel the feel how different each book is so if someone's reading it from and you go to each section, and, 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 and you're reading, again, most people are going to find themselves in this book somewhere. Emotionally, you know, experiences, mm-hmm. you know, just all the above. So, I my goal is every thought...
0: Yes, because you have that whole human condition. I'm sorry, because you have the whole human condition... We also have the experience of a character who had been newly widowed in her whole life experience and emotional journey. We also have everybody has their own roads not taken. We also have a political and a love right. collection. So we are going to get a whole bunch of different things all in this one jam-packed situation. So continue on. What, what else? Well, you tell me that that's, that's probably that the biggest thing, thing is button? that
1: someone's going to get a good variety. So if they're really liking one section better then they can just go out and get the, and get that book. But I mean that's what someone's really going to get. They're going to get the, the full variety of flavors of how I write. So again, since my approach, I think it
2: Oh well, it's really I like unique. How you said someone's
1: going to see how different and, and unique it is.
0: So you talked about how your style is different as far as it's not necessarily this is me trying right. to heal from my own daily grinding experience. This is a co- – uh, i I want to use the terminology that i believe that is from you uh it was a a deconstructive literature that also has is dwelling on the concept of the investigative perception and the penetrating rationale of like what's going on with different types of experiences throughout the world um we're going to get that we're going to get that essence through that book but as far as, like, time to task, so how, I mean, we're talking about six books. Is, <laughs> books. I just said books. Is, I just made up a word. I'm so sorry, everybody. But we're also only talking about between only about, like, two and a half years. We've put all this stuff out. So let's talk about how long does it take for you to write a piece or let alone a well, collection of Well, first of pieces.
1: all, amazingly, I do 80% of my writing from my phone. 20% oh. of it is done on the computer. Really? That's, because since that's, I'm a family man, that's,
0: that's, I don't have plenty of time to so sit in
1: front of a computer. Mm-hmm. So what I do is I, I test myself. I come up with a theme in my head and say, Okay, I want roughly a hundred a hundred maybe a hundred twenty page book. So I have a little app on my phone and I start writing. So so by the end of the end of the mm-hmm. day,
0: What's the name of Google
1: Abbey. keeps is what I use. So oh. I can I, I oh,
0: okay. Okay. start writing,
1: pen another one. And then, and then I color code them mm-hmm. so that I know what, what poems belong okay. to each project. So, so once I, oh, co- wow. yeah so once I color code, many them,
0: projects once I get one to one about time. 10,
1: 15, I ask myself, okay, can I come up with a hundred more just like this? So. Before I go, on before I go buy a cover, I, I test myself to see mm-hmm. if I can make this into a full book, a full project, and I and I post them on oh, Instagram wow. or WordPress to get some feedback. That feedback gives me some direction. Okay, I can I can really make this into a book. And, as I and I told this to Tara numerous times, my brain doesn't shut mm-hmm. it off. I come up with ideas and anything time of the day, I, I wake up with in the morning, at night, with phrases in my head and say, that's a poem. Like, that's a title. Because one thing that I that I commonly do is that I try to make my titles be unique. When someone's going through the feed, I want my titles to stand out. If mm-hmm. you come up with something, something very generic, you stand out. I come up with titles, something like no, up I a can... smirk. Like, that's unusual. So to me, the more unusual I That's make them, mm-hmm. the more appealing or, or the the more that that poem will stand out. So I put a lot of psychology, because to me, a lot of writing is just psychology. So, oh, I just connect the dots, and I just put a lot of, uh, I put a lot of thought into it before I say, okay, now I'm going to take on a project. So to answer your question, it roughly takes me probably. Three to four months to probably write write a book, and then to compile it and send it to Tara and say, "Do your magic,
0: do your magic," and talk about the "do your magic" part. What does that mean? She just comes up with everything. Because again, she's incredible. Uh, If you have, I know you said you listened to it, but if anybody out there did not get a chance to listen to part two, she really talks about the importance of publishers. uh, If you're not shopping around, if you're not careful they might not actually know what the actual format right. is required by the, you know, the library of Congress. And that's important. Like that small stuff is super important. Um, as, as much as we enjoy that, uh, you know, poetry has no rules. Uh, some right. of these things actually we have to follow as far as making sure we follow those well, kinds of things. So is that what you mean, I mean you refer to when you talk I, about like, doing the One reason or,
1: that I chose her in the beginning because I bought
0: one of her, I bought her
1: first book and I thought, wow, like, this is how a book should, uh-huh. should look and so again i approached her i'm like okay i wanted to do you to do my five do my first five books so her magic is reading it glancing through it and saying okay i want to make it look like this because she 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 does that based on the on the feel of the project so the magic is how she formats mm-hmm. it or the art she's going to put inside there or how is she going to separate the sections? That's her magic. For the most part, I I, I, I have a site That's where I get huge. my uh, covers from. So, okay.
0: I, I what, get my, do you my I get my covers from bookcoversfrom.com bookcoverzone.com because uh, I like any resources for people out there because a few of our guests have been people who have either utilized other people in the community to do covers for them and then some people also is, are people who are promoting their own work I, uh, one of our interviews Cece uh, mentioned that she does covers for books but you are can you say that uh, uh, resource book again though, cover for people doc, out there bookcoverzone.com and it's and well, a, one, uh, why they have do you a poetry like that
1: one? section. Easy to use. So a poetry cover generally okay. looks a little bit different, has a different feel than say uh a crime story. So they also have a section called surreal, a surreal section. That's very applicable to poetry mm-hmm. too. So I try to pick covers that I think would be a great fit for a project. So sometimes I'll even go on there and ask myself, okay, what can I do with that cover? Like, I love this cover. What can I do with that? So even though I have this book coming out, I'm already working on the next project. So I, I, I already have covers from the next two oh, projects. Well,
0: it It sounds like you're working working on multiple projects constantly because your brain seems to always be hitting all of these different concepts continuously throughout the day so like whether you're you're waking up and you on your mind's on this wavelength and then you're at lunch and a different wavelength comes up you're and you use your phone like I find that super fascinating oh uh, awesome um like I, I find it so fascinating that you're able to write mainly on your phone I have to use right. my phone a lot which I actually hate I hate it so much um but it's it's just a, when you're a crutch, you're in a crutch. You got to get thoughts down when you can. Yeah. But you said you've yeah. really been able to organize that. Um, and uh, some ways that you've, you've talked about organizing is using color coordination and just having a really easy app with the Google Notes and stuff like that. Um, so what is coming up with you next? So like we have the sixth book coming out that people can get as far as um, the greatest hits, the volume one. I mean, that's not what it's called. It's to be called between the verses and the ink volume one, but it's really just a hitting of the variety. Uh, we, I believe it's, we refer to as the flavor that uh, Braden Michaels will, will bring to the table. Um, what's, for you next after this obviously you have a couple already projects that you're working on up here anything you can share with us as far as what's the next kind of the next
1: theme I I I I, I use my insights and data on Instagram Uh, Mm -hmm. I've been using it more and realizing the majority of my audience is women obviously so Mm -hmm. okay yeah well
0: we Women read. Women so, read so more. It
1: occurred to me that I, I'd even make making that up. I have
0: no my idea.
1: books a little bit more female oriented. So the next project, are, mm-hmm. Again, I have two covers for them. So the next project is going to be really more about healing and finding yourself and and and, oh. and, and understanding your self worth and, and 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 a little bit of pain. So it's going to be a blend of.
0: You know what? That kind of fits really well after the political book, even though there's a love book in between and a greatest hit book in between. But like, maybe that's a healing right. piece so through that, perhaps. an this, this interesting concept of this
1: that. project, and I have a few poems actually on my mm-hmm. Instagram account. Is each poem's going to start out as "Once upon a blank" and fill in. So my title, Ooh. and I haven't really come up the title yet. It's going to have that phrase in there, somewhere because look, my cover is actually just a picture of a flower but i once upon a What? but it's once
0: upon yeah, a time once upon a yeah that's how it starts so each poem in is that kind a of collection like
2: a
1: fairy tale wow. like poem it's telling some kind of story whether it's dark light finding yourself healing uh, all these mm-hmm. emotions that i think that i think a woman goes through
0: Mm-hmm. So
2: right.
0: it's, be feminine Focused because of the, what you said Not only your interest in the cat, uh, the Category, the the content But also be based on analytics You know, who your readers are right. Also connect that Is more, is that what you're saying? Yeah. So the, that's the
1: project beyond you? that yeah. I bought a cover that's got A picture, another, uh, another flower So my goal there Is to have okay. Every poem have a type of flower in the title, a marigold, a, a you know, a rose. Ooh. So every flower is going to yes. have, or every poem is going to have a type of flower in, in the title. A
0: rhododendron and a philodendron. So again, I,
1: I come up with a theme for a project and I just roll
0: with it. Absolutely. I think we've we've kept our audience on edge long enough. We need to hear some poetry from you. Do you have anything? Yeah, I have, I have, have The Raven's Poison in front of me. Us? And I,
1: I even chose a awesome. poem because so I had first, there's a story the behind book. it here.
0: Ooh, okay. Yeah, sorry, everybody, for making you wait so long, but the conversation just had to happen. we got to get the right. background before we get so to the power. This piece
1: is stuff. from The Raven's Poison. This is called Under a Bloodshot Moon. Between the blackouts and the vertigo, slurred discussions evaporate in the smog. Excuses and cursed words creep in. Empty words reside at the bottom. Even the bloodshot moon cries. Between the collision and the stars, the sound of the gin on the rocks washes away. Sarcasm and coughed up memories. Acceptance of losses linger in the cold. Even the bloodshot moon cries. Between the anger and the doubt, brick walls rise inside my head, drowning in the misery and sadness, reveling in the toxic moment, even the bloodshot moon cries. Between the strangers and ignorance, conversations vibrate and tremble. Loneliness staggers among the silence, bottled up screams whisper, even the bloodshot moon cries.
0: Wow, I just I just need a second to kind of yeah. collect myself there. And this is in your first book. Oh wow, is this going to make it into the yeah. collection that's coming out in on the twenty fifth? Is this our first power? That I, I don't think it's the first one, but or is it but, somewhere? But it's
1: definitely in there.
0: Mm-hmm. Awesome. You, you said, uh, can you can you echo again the the uh, orange? Well, again, I was a
1: alcoholic, so. But the bloodshot moon is representing mm-hmm. that the person I was married to—that's all they know. All they know <laughs> is that they think yeah. that everything that they do, there needs to be alcohol included. But if that's all you know, I can't really fault her for that. If you grew up, grew up from that environment, because the more I thought of, about later on is, I even talked to her parents about this. You know, I, I was born. I spoke to her dad, I'm like, but you guys drink just as much as she does. And so when you lecture her about Mm -hmm. drinking, well, it doesn't really matter because she's learned, you know, she learned, she learned this from you. Like, this is her environment. So to me, the poem represents, it's kind of hard to change when the people around you are just like you. Mm -hmm. You can't really change that. You'd have to change your whole, your entire environment, and that—that's not really, that's not really possible. So the sad part, of the, the sad part about this. not. divorce, within a year, she she killed herself. She left her daughter oh, behind. God. So, I mean, it's her daughter at the time was only like, what, like ten or eleven.
0: That's tough. Oh wow that's a very tough time to to lose any time is very tough i mean to lose a parent especially your mother any time any age but to be that young and unfortunately to have lost her to suicide but obviously it was probably um the suicide was probably um, a result right. of the alcoholism and just unable to overcome that unfortunately alcohol and drug addiction is it's very difficult to one, um, if you are suffering with and struggling with that, two, to be, be a loved one of somebody like that, because there is sometimes it's very difficult to remove yourself from the situation. But that is a, a an addiction is very difficult to pull that apart because right. we're human. But at the same time, that person is not in control. It is not personal. It is a problem that they need help, and unfortunately, when people are not able to receive help or are not ready to take help, for you as a the healthy person, in the relationship at times it is the choice that you have to leave. And yeah, it I mean, a, you have to make that choice. Decision. I mean, um, t-
1: t- even when I found out that she absolutely. killed herself, like I a, could a part of me thought responsible. Like yeah. you know what would happen if I was there, but like, would she have? tried to do that. That took mm-hmm. a, a couple of years for, the, for it to digest that. I'm not responsible for that.
0: Like, oh, wow, so a couple of years to digest that. No, you're absolutely not. Again, like that's, unfortunately, the suicide, I, I, again, I, I, don't, I cannot talk as, as, as an expert in any regards to that, but saying that right. to me is a result of the alcoholism, and again, that's something that she is not in control of, and you know that because of how you even described it in that beautiful piece that you just shared right. that, uh, with the bloodshot moon. So you said that it took years to digest. Um, can, well, you, can you speak on that a little bit at all? Because um, that's that's important. Because again, a lot of people are dealing with things similar to that, feeling guilty for things that they right. have no control over. But
1: yeah, It's human to take that I mean, Somewhere by. along the lines in my, in my first marriage, I got brave enough somewhere along the lines mm-hmm. to, to start using my voice and speak up about things that I didn't like. And, and, and I, mm-hmm. I didn't mention this, but mm-hmm. I grew up, well, the dad, where my dad was an alcoholic, and I didn't want her daughter mm-hmm. to be exposed to that. And her yeah. and I had numerous conversations mm-hmm. about mm-hmm. this, but it got to the point where it didn't matter. Like she would still drink around her daughter and be drunk, and and I and, and mm-hmm. what I preached to her was, you don't know what that little girl is thinking. She's seeing you act completely different. When I was a little boy, and I saw my dad act like that, mm-hmm. that terrified me. What you're doing is that you're, you're putting course. fear in your daughter because she doesn't know you. This is not the person. And unfortunately, she was receptive. That, that never registered. So mm-hmm. it took, even after my divorce, it took years, it, it took a, a while for that to digest mm-hmm. that it wasn't my fault. Uh, you know, But I'm glad I got to the point where I had to speak up because who knows if I'd stay there, what that marriage – would be like
0: today so can i almost ask this question or make the suggestion to you and that this I, that it actually makes a lot of sense that this future project the next project after the one that our people out there and us can oh let me turn the camera on, right. on, you know yeah welcome that's right we have our uh, we have uh, elijah abraham he's got a question for you i know welcome thank you for joining us uh Brayden, but um uh, the the healing is actually going to be also maybe a little bit also a uh, cathartic for you. Maybe even though everybody will be able to find a chance to find their own healing, but maybe that's also something that will be showcasing a Probably lot of most yourself. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I mean, yeah. I well, mean, I'm looking forward to seeing There is little
1: nuances of me in my poems, you know, even ones that aren't directly mm-hmm. about me, but my emotions are somewhat there in some way because again, It doesn't matter what gender it is, doesn't matter who you are. We all go through the same stuff, and and experience generally the same stuff. So, my presence, whether it's about me or not, I'm there. I'm in there somewhere.
0: Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I mean, you are the one orchestrating the content. Um, before we have our uh, extra uh, new friend join us and, and talk to us as well, do you have another piece to share? And then we can talk about your piece. And then I know uh, our friend Elijah Abraham has a question for you, but we'll hear another piece from us. Cause I know we're going to be getting into more of a open mic format pretty soon, but I want to, we got to be. Uh, yeah. Some great uh, mic I'm going to
2: read
1: the, the first poem from this book here from The Raven's Poison. It's called The Ballerina and the Snow Globe. She dances like a ballerina in a snow globe. Dandelions are adding lyrics to the sound of Mozart. The splashes of watercolors were hanging above her elegance. She slides for forgiveness and sways for sobriety. The tinsel around her fury spirit is no longer sparkling. She is twirling and spinning for a dumb audience. The atmosphere is toxic. The ambiance in the snow globe is desolate. At the end of the ballet, only one rose was thrown in front of her feet. God threw it with all of his might. Her tears fell to the floor like a tidal wave. She only needed to dance for herself.
0: Wow, she only needed to dance for herself. I I also heard another kind of uh, echoing of that uh, familiar uh, muse of yours. Yeah. Throughout yeah. this, is that correct? Um, Elijah Abram, I hate to put you on the spot, but what do you feel after hearing something like that? Pretty passionate, like you said, he writes in a different, uh, not a different style as far as the characterization of that uh, story, broken down into like this incredible poetic format. But what do you got for me? I know you always have good. Oh, on I'm, I'm, I'm,
4: I'm enjoying it. That that one poem is pretty interesting because, to me, it, it sounds like you you're writing from the, the feeling from the the ballerina, the way how she only got that one rose thrown to her and she learned she had to dance for herself. And um, being a dancer and stuff, they learn, you learn head on, <laughs> you make the show. <laughs> it's not about anybody else. You have to do your part. And that's what it's, that's the <laughs> key thing is. And how do you, how do you come up with the um the concept? Do you, do you like just basically embodies the idea of somebody else when you come up with that? Or does it just comes to you as in, you had like a vision and then you just wrote what you feel. I'm, and that's what I'm kind of curious about.
1: Yeah, it's more of just a concept. I just take the, the concept, okay, I'm, I'm going to write about somebody that's broken, that's going to find herself. And I start with that vision and I and realize, okay, today I'm going to use a ballerina. So I'm going to find a way to incorporate the imagery that I want that she's dancing and then realizing, to your point, what, what you just explained, that really she's dancing for her. She doesn't need to impress the world. She doesn't need to to dance for a million to people. As long as she enjoys what she's doing, that's all that really matters at at the end of the day. So it's, okay. it's a lot of my poetry is very very concept oriented. It's a matter, it's just taking an taking an idea and just adding imagery to it.
4: Okay. okay so, so you you don't like to meet a ballerina or meet the people and then you like get a feel for them and then you just incorporate what you learn from them into your writing. Right. You just commoted yourself.
1: Right. Exactly.
4: Wow. So how'd you give the name Brayden? That, that spelling of your that's name. Pretty, that's pretty interesting. Your parents gave you that name. Yeah. Because well, unique.
1: Actually, it's a pseudonym, actually. She <laughs> said So, oh, no so that is my son's no first way. name.
0: That, sorry, was a question we, we talked behind the scenes about, and I said, Oh, it's probably got yeah, some sort of like Irish, Scottish, um, origin." yeah. But, so hey, that's that that
1: and Mike Michael is my middle name yeah, in real just, life, so I just yeah. Now,
0: Brayden yes. is your son's name. You said
1: so where did Actually, you come up
0: with the spelling for your son's name? Then
1: it's the Gaelic version of it, <laughs> of Brayden. <laughs> I'm Irish, right, so, so that's how I came up with that. Right, I'm
0: again. Sorry, uh, Bray, uh Bray, I don't mean to like scream in your ear, but um, in our conversation, I said <laughs> your heritage or made-up name, and I was right on. <laughs> Sorry, I just had to be no, But um, we gotta hear um before we wrap up, kind of like the first hour together, where I we want to hear one more. Uh, I definitely want you to open the mic, uh, open mic night tonight, Brayden, with another piece. We'll start the open mic with you performing something else from you. Uh, But before we do that opening ceremony, so to speak, before we conclude the interviewing, um, I just wanted to wrap up that part, but we're not really done. We'll always keep talking. I'm not kicking anybody out with you have a question after you talk, uh, or if anybody else joins us, does a piece and wants to ask Brayden or a question or a comment. Please do. Um, but there was something else that I wanted to ask or at least bring up is that you were not only has Tara Caribou been an incredible uh, force for you as far as making your own books, It looks like Tara Caribou has also been one of your driving forces as far as um, joining in yeah. compilation yeah. of poetry books because it looks like you're in three, um, three compilations. You're in um in no particular order, except if you give me 30 seconds, I can put them in particular order. I just did. Um, I believe the Poet Symphony, Bob um, versus Melodies and Lyrical Poems is volume one. Uh, I'm sorry, is the first one. Then we have State, I'm sorry, Static Dreams, volume one, a dark anthology, in June of that year. And then Creations in the Cosmos of Poetic Anthology, Inspired by Nature, um, of March of 2021. Can you talk about those, uh, that, that those your experiences with those three anthologies at all? As far as like, how did you get involved with all all three of these before we move over to the open mic? I well, just want to hear about your experience in an anthology. And Elijah, hey, have you got any other comments with that? So, Please, so, so Tara, let so really me just
1: ask. Would want to be part of those. The, the Static Dreams is actually. Mm-hmm. I wrote a short story. Uh, I, I, I don't know if I'm really a great okay. storyteller as far as writing a short story. I, I see myself more as a, as a poet, but uh, it, mm-hmm, at mm-hmm. some point I may later on try to write a short story, you know, or, or multiple of them and make a book of it. But the experiences, again, she approached me and since her and I work really well together and everything's just very comfortable. Mm-hmm. I mean, anytime that she, she, she would ask me to do something, uh, I, I was always, for the most part, I was always willing to part- participate. Because again, all of her projects are great. That's, I mean, how, how can I say no to her? It, like, that's very difficult to do.
0: So if Tara Caribou asks you to do, do something, you say, <laughs> you better do it because it's an incredible experience. So if Tara Caribou ever asked you to do something, somewhat. you gotta do it. That's yeah. what I'm hearing from you. Is that true? <laughs> yeah. Awesome, somewhat. Oh my gosh, that's awesome. So that's wonderful. So all three of those experiences came up with her asking you and you're like, yes, I'm gonna do it. Where it looks like uh, two were poetry, one was a short story. Now can you talk about that short story? Since uh, that, that uh, coll- uh, anthology, Seems to be very deep uh, and just dark. Static Dreams, Volume 1, a dark anthology from Twisted Minds. So that's a short story. Can yeah, you talk about the subject matter of that? So, so my
1: story encompasses a couple, basically. And it's – I'm a big fan of horror. So it's very – my oh. story is very twisty. Okay. So I, I'm going to leave it at that. Ooh, you start. know, some it, interested to read it, but – okay.
0: Well, I'm interested, so I'm definitely going to be looking into that uh, anthology. Right. It's not just you that have some right. minds in but it's a collaboration of a couple. So if, if yours is a little too dark and disturbing, don't worry. There's a little bit of a different type of grotesque in the next couple of pages after. But I think, although, I mean... Raiden, I'm not worried about your level of content. I think it's going to be incredible. I like something deep and intricate and dark and twisted. What oh, are you Elijah Yes.
4: That's why I'm really, of I, of really I really like Alanis Morissette, her music type in oh, and right? um Evanescence. oh, so good. It it gives you something.
0: Yeah. I'm I I do not necessarily enjoy watching horror movies, but I do like uh they're too young for me, but they're a band called Ice Nine Kills, and they do music based on horror movies and horror stories. Uh, Braden, if you uh, like horror movies, you might want to check them out. Again, they're they're a little younger than me, but their music is okay. based on horror movies and horror stories. Like, uh, there's a song based on Jekyll and, and Dr. Jekyll and Mister Hyde, so uh, you might be interested in some of that. That's kind of cool. Uh, they also do great. Um, Performance live, they they dress up, they they literally kill people on stage. Well, not literally kill people, but they literally <laughs> pretend to kill people on stage. It's, it's quite a show. I've actually seen them live. Again, um, I'm too old for that, but I still do it. But. Um, since we're about to move into hour two with our open mic, Braden, will you be so kind to open up our open mic with one more, or we'll continue to hear from you, but another piece of yours and we'll start the open mic. And anybody who's joining us who wants to start the open mic and join us, I know Andy sent me some uh, DM pieces, but if you want to request to join us, we can get up to four people into the square. So please don't be hesitating. Uh, start hitting the request button because we are starting our open mic. Our open mic is starting now. And Burton's gonna open it with a amazing I, I'm Burden, how will you be
1: opening it? Tonight? Open it with a uh, a poem from my first book, but this one this poem is gonna be about lust. <laughs> yeah.
0: Okay, we're gonna start it
1: off. So it's called sugar fascination. Ooh. I've undressed your kindness and taste the sweet tea. I've undressed your words and swallow your charm. I've undressed your candor and stepped into your confidence. I've undressed your intellect and fell in love with your wit. I've undressed your beliefs and sleep with your poetry. I've undressed your receptiveness and danced with your fire. I've undressed your sharpness and licked your bitterness. I've undressed your magnetism and latched onto your spell. I've undressed your enchanted eyes and gripped your mysterious soul. I've undressed your broken star and see a magnificent galaxy. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Woo! Start Sounds like a, a re
4: unreve, a reveal. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: Can you uh, tell us about that a little bit more, or like where did the concept well, of that come from? Obviously? For the
1: most Is part, for my poetry, I, I create a pattern. so I, I started out with "I've undressed." Mm-hmm. And then instead of being all, I guess, too forward, I, I make it very subtle of just incorporating just just uh, personalities and things that would be appealing to someone's mind. Because to me, and probably the most, sex, sex is, is beyond just physical. Women are attracted to your mind and mm-hmm. how you think and how you behave and how you interact with others. So it's beyond just just touch. So the reason this is in the category of lust is that someone can just make it look like and sound like, you know, I want you, but maybe want you for the right reasons someone can act like they want you for your mind but really play you and get you into bed and when they're done just treat you just like you know a normal person and just move right along so that's how i approach that piece
5: because i think that happens
1: i think that happens to millions of people
0: well i'm a oh i would say so i mean it's again the human experience yeah. <laughs> is a human experience, and we all have human experiences. But here's what I want to say, too, is I wanted to kind of say something that you said as a caveat to what you just said, because you uh, had posted something on uh, about tenderness not too long ago. Tenderness isn't just felt with the fingertips. It's felt in the heart. And I think that kind of right. about what you were saying. Absolutely. Well, so far, I am waiting for somebody to request to join. Um, Elijah Abraham, do you have anything that you wanted to to or share before? Uh,
4: I <laughs> well, and I'm still choked up on that one. I was like, "Wow!" Uh, I expected it to be a little bit more like "woo," <laughs> but he did very clean. <laughs> yeah. He stayed away from the the, the t- going in too deep yeah, was- <laughs> right. of I, the
2: topic, <laughs> and that's the goal. I, I don't want to do that. I, I, don't I don't want
1: it to be like in your face.
0: Mm. yeah Mm -hmm. and that's it it's that is a skill um there was a poem that i wrote about a a zipper that again it had very um sexual innuendo but it definitely was also about more revealing but again i just thought you know again it's very delicate to write lusty without being and i I don't want to I don't want to, I got to use the right word because there's nothing wrong with smut, but lusty <laughs> without smutty, you know, it's to be, because again, you want to be refined with it. You know, it's about trying to Shakespeare, you know, Shakespeareanize it, you know, the beast with two backs, kind of see if you can sneak it in where we're reading about <laughs> in high school, you know, the kids have no idea how horrible what they're reading. You
2: remember me, like that?
4: So like,
0: <laughs>
4: have you heard that one? <laughs>
0: <laughs> that again, you oh, the that the
4: the on one that you feel like was like they're talking about ten toes up, and ten toes down, and they're
0: like, what?
4: It's, it's one of those unfortunate little you you when you think about it, it makes sense, but when you first get it, it's like, huh? <laughs> mhm.
0: Oh yeah, it's like anytime you watch things that are for children as an adult, you go, oh, they whoa, <laughs> they were not just for kids so funny that I didn't see that in the first place. It's funny how the mind is again. uh, Welcome everybody. Now we're here uh, without being cross, without being raunchy, raunchy. Yeah. Lustful without raunch. Like again, it's I find it to be a skill, a very, a very interesting skill. So again, we have entered into our two, we've opened it officially with Brayden. He opened it up with that amazing Uh, lighthearted, but very hot, lusty piece about tenderness also. Um, Anybody, let us know if you want to hit up the mic. We do have some DM pieces we're going to be reading, but Elijah Abram, do you have anything to share with us before?
4: Oh, yeah. um, I want to hear you do that zipper one that you wrote. I'm so curious about that. You got me.
0: (laughs) Really? Okay. All right. I I think I did this on the first... Actually, to be fair, I kind of blindsided um, a fellow... uh, poet uh, with uh, the piece and they didn't want to read it at first because they didn't understand the whole thing. And then after I read it and explained it, it was like, Oh, no, I get it now. But heck yeah, I'll read the zipper piece. Hey, hey. Also, while I get while the zipper piece is being done, I got to bring this friend in, Andy you all know him. and then a uh, Braden, We definitely want to mm-hmm. Andy's coming in as soon as I can get him in. I'm getting you in there. We'll saw- I'm um, to start. There you hey, are. Hey, you made it. You poor thing. Andy's been trapped at this horrible work situation, but Andy Braden had it a fantastic So
5: mad, missed that. The first hour. I
0: know, but it's okay. Um, do you, do you have anything that you want to talk to Brandon about? They I say I did say Brandon? I think I said.
5: I <laughs> no, no, it's it fine. I'm um, I'm doing okay. I'm just uh, a little bit overwhelmed, but um i'm okay i'm glad i made it um welcome everybody to i guess second hour um well yeah we'll...
0: yeah we're just getting the open mic started so andy we actually waited for you to really get that started because i know that you had some pieces that were sent to you directly and we want to make sure you got a chance to um get that happening for you and we will um i did get that piece for um our friend when we get a chance to go through the open mic again but Andy continue how you
5: doing I'm today? okay just overwhelmed. um I'm just glad I made it here um I am extremely exhausted but um I'm good I'm good um
0: rally on two rally on
5: two rally that on that thing yeah. is so sweet Andy oh my Goodness, whoever did it for you, they did your a good job. Oh, okay. I did this myself. I do everything Woo. myself. I don't go to a bathroom anymore. Yeah.
4: Okay, you got that line. Very, very great. good.
5: Yeah.
0: Tell Andy, how was your experience I, the first hour? Did we do I it? I have it. Yeah. I
5: literally did just I literally just got get get on green? to <laughs> be honest with you, So I have no <laughs> idea what's going on. Like, I, I was oh, telling no, you no, privately. You're just
0: saying green, how do we do?
5: Oh um, it looks like you did great. I could
0: green, did you have a good time the first
5: hour? Wait, you're talking to me? Or Brady,
0: I can't.
5: Oh, I I, I I enjoyed it actually.
1: Absolutely, did you have a
0: good time? Uh, Again,
1: I listened to Tara's interviews or conversations you guys had, but it was nice, I guess, in this situation for it to be one on one. Uh, but I mean, again, if if you all three were there, I'm sure that that it would still be fun, but it was. Just a little more unique because, mm-hmm. again, I heard Tara's and, and there was got questions coming from all different directions. So it was interesting just, just to have it one on one.
0: Yeah. But
1: I, but I definitely enjoyed it.
0: Well, we'll have to ask our audience what they will enjoyed.
5: Uh, yeah. Uh, I, I guess my question to you, I guess, before we open the Yeah, let's keep
2: Because I don't know if
5: this action. question was asked or not. Again, i just joining now because, again, I kind of deal with crap okay. that um, Andy, we love you. Um, so I remember in earlier conversations we had before, you know, when we were setting everything up, I remember you talked about, you know, how you had you had transitioned to different publications, stuff like that. What made you decide, okay, like, I'm going to go with this. I'm going to go with Tara, for example. Like, what, What? how did that come about? I, I don't know if that was already answered or not, or if that question was asked. And for those who are um, jumping in, welcome. This is officially an open mic for sure.
0: Yeah, I got it.
5: Okay, <laughs> okay. We
0: got it. No, but anyway,
5: um, yeah, so I don't know if that question was asked or not, but... um,
0: No, that, that's actually a good question because we did talk a little bit briefly about how Tara had been very helpful. Well, Raw
5: Earth, uh, Raw Earth. I,
1: I met her in WordPress, so her and I have been work really good friends for, for years, World probably prep, a good six, seven yeah.
3: years. Mm-hmm.
1: So... Mm-hmm. When she published her book, uh, her first book, and I bought that, I thought, wow, like, and I was saying this earlier, like, this is how a book should look. So mm. I, I approached her and I said, okay, I want to publish five books. So I want you to do them, but I want them to have my blog name on there. So I so, so my book oh, don't have wrong. Right, or think. The only, one, only one only one book does and that is the crawl from the sun, but all of the rest of them have the storm of ink. Mm-hmm. So when I so when I read her book,
0: That's right. he did just magic.
1: aesthetically and you know, how it was formatted, I thought, okay, I want her to do these because I'm not comfortable in anybody else to to do what she can do. Again, to me she makes magic. So when I give her a manuscript, anybody who buys any of my books Someone's going to see how great they look inside.
4: Mm-hmm. Okay.
0: And she mentioned, too, that all you, for new writers out there, or if you're still, um, or if you've published books before with other people, she recommends right. the first thing you do is just research different publications. And she's very honest. And she said that in her. Interview If you didn't get a chance, that she's more than willing to answer questions and she's gonna give you the real freaking deal, she's not gonna bullshit you because that's what it's important to not be bullshit to know what's really going right. on. And that was your experience, too. Is what I'm. And she'll do that.
1: Right. She, she's very honest about everything,
5: really. That, that's yeah. awesome. That is awesome. Wow, and that's what so basically, How, so,
0: wow. so, so, and- so
5: basically, this is like a remastered basically right um pretty much is what this is so pretty much now that you're transitioning over to raw earth inc basically your older books it's like a remastered version of it under the new umbrella under the new yeah you know what i mean under i can't take but you know what i mean pretty much it's like when they remaster a new cd or whatever so it's pretty much what that is right Right. it's like it's under the new publication like how music okay it's remastered under a different record label now so that's pretty much what that is
1: right so, going forward, basically, I'm going to use her. Like I, I want to use a bigger publisher at some point, but when I started doing research, a lot of... And, and she pointed this out in her interview, they want you to be in a box. So, so mm. they want an author to be a cookie cutter. Well, That's not me. I threw that box out a long time ago. So, again, I want every book I make to have a different feel and a different theme. So... I I know for 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 probably the rest of my life I'm I'm just going to use her because I'm comfortable with her and she does awesome work I I couldn't ask for a better publisher.
0: And Andy, everybody that we spoke to, like Greg and also um, Bri, uh, Brandon, uh, they said the same thing that they had a very really amazing experiences with her, and definitely when we went through the books, Andy, we went through all five of them, and. This book that they can get on uh, April 25th, which is done on purpose because his first book came out out on the same day three years earlier. Um, that they're going to get kind of like a, a kind of like a greatest hits album version of the different aspects of Braden Michaels, and that's how we opened up again our open mic. And again, I cannot echo the fact that. Uh, It's so important that we are sharing what amazing community members are out there and how they're supporting each other and how we, because again, your work needs to be showcased. And that's so, we're so grateful that you're able to be here tonight with us and that we've been able to connect with such a great network of poets. Um, So as we continue on, Elijah Abraham's requested your Sunday night confession by me, Angela Murray, and then anybody else who's up next on the mic, just say something in the chat and we'll move our friend Elijah Abraham out and put you in. Um, So this was your Sunday night confession. So again, uh, Brayden opened up with a nice little soft but hard lust piece about uh, kind of a light lust there. And this one, again, trying to toe the line where there is definitely some sexual innuendo, but also it's a little bit more, hopefully, that comes through. Um, It's called Sunday Night Confession. I can't help myself from imagining what it would be like to take that slow, breathy, deep inhale, as you'll have to understand, since I'm still awake, and need. of expressing this by no means needed but straight given to god or to your very best friend confession of how i cannot help myself from contemplating how it would be if we were to take if i were to take my right hand with fingers clenched secured confident with digits pinched with a firm grip intensity however happy our coils coy smiles and eyes people wide Filling up this space with obnoxious laughter when what still what remains in this holding tight a hard held memory yet somewhat lighthearted and friendly and taught pulling us in closely and closer now knowing more now knowing even more. Waiting, wondering what nonsense would possibly happen. I can't help myself from hallucinating various random scintillating scenarios from starting at the top of your long sleeve hooded poly cotton blend, playfully pulling down this cold metal zipper, needing to fully exhale while I lackadaisical and dragging down of what's now obvious as I cannot stop thinking about that prominent zipper still wondering what else from you will spill out and what else would be entirely exposed as if as it unzips, coming all the way down by our completely innocent, nevertheless authentic and explosive action. Wow. Yeah,
1: that's yeah. really good.
0: Definitely tripped up too many, but yeah, a zipper on like a little, you know, polyester hooded thing, just pulling it down. But what else is going to come out from underneath? Oh, I think that's like, one.
5: I See, I look at that as like, let's say, when you're with somebody you love let's say i'll put it in this perspective right especially if let's mm-hmm. say you're the type of person like you waited until marriage and then you finally the marriage and all that stuff mm-hmm. i look at that okay look i'm trusting you with this part of me that i've never shown anyone else before this is a vulnerability part of me that's mm-hmm. like the minute i open the zipper you're gonna see things you're gonna learn things that we're gonna have energy by each other that we've never experienced before this is going to be a different thing i hope you're ready and i hope you understand that hey listen you're gonna see everything about me that no one else has ever seen because now we're being together we're married together because they say marriage you know with the whole paper thing but i look at it as you know at the end of the day you know once you have sex with someone especially if it's like someone you love you're technically married in spirit if that makes sense and it's like a whole it's like a bond Mm -hmm. that only you and your significant other will only understand i think what makes it hurt hurt more is, like, let's say things don't work and you breakup break up or whatever, then that's what hurts more because, especially if it's your first, and let's say that doesn't work out, and you did that bonding intimacy, because mm-hmm. intimacy comes in different shapes and forms, and it's just, like, when nothing like that happens, and then you've already experienced that Together, is that bond is like to try it sucks because then it's like the next person you meet and get intimate with they don't get the full experience because now there's some barriers or there's some uh, either there's some bondage that they're holding on to or there's or there's some walls that get built that now the next person has experiencing mm-hmm. that they only get to see certain things that you show that like it's like your control of what you're showing and what you don't show kind of thing and, and that, that's that's the way that speaks to me in that aspect. If that makes sense.
0: Yeah. Wow, oh, thanks. I like to dissect no, no. stuff. That's I'm really sorry. I'm looking
1: at the guy I like I, that. I I'm the same way, so I totally get it, in, Andy. <laughs> um,
0: Elisha, before I kick you out, because we gotta get some more friends in. Did you have any? Uh, oh no, I'm I'm
4: loving it. Go ahead, and kick me out. Let's see the next person.
0: <laughs> well, it was, was great. Okay? It was great. Was it, was it everything you asked for? I hope all right i just popped my ear Bye-bye. before that all right bye yes
5: next friday yes bye. next friday he will we will be interviewing elijah
0: yes oh my gosh that's true we will be talking with our friend a little more exclusively uh next friday and also also doing another open mic um anybody wanting to come in the mic please um i need you to request um, Andy, did you want to read a piece that yeah. was to you? I know that you had pieces that you wanted to read, and while well, you do, All right. try actually, to read I was going to read
5: one of it. my pieces first, just to start it off. Because um, yes, please, I wrote please. this two days after they did the shutdown. Um, so, okay, so the title of this piece is called "Bolero Fire." So, the title itself, I got that from the video game *Legends of Zelda: Ocarina right. of Time*, because there's a song that he plays called Bolero Fire, and it was just an interesting title. It's something about the title. So I was just watching walkthroughs. I have this thing where I, I like to look at walkthroughs and stuff, and it's just like, I don't know why I look at them, but I was looking at walkthroughs of the game because, you know, how sometimes there's always something you miss, like a strategy guy. Back in the day, there were strategy guys and stuff. So anyway, I looked at the title, and the, the t- title really caught my attention type thing. So it's like... I looked at the title, I saw watching the walkthrough, and I just wrote this piece came out of that. So, wow. I haven't haven't read it in a while, so here we go. So, it's called Bolero of Fire. Uh, Okay. Mic check. Anyone here? Anyone going to listen to me? I dream these dreams. This nightmare is part of the dream I used to dream. This is the way we washed our hands. This no longer my issue, my problem not. You just couldn't accept it, couldn't you? You go into the bar to drink, aren't you? They call it wine and spirits for a reason. I recall we spoke about this situation. We've touched on this topic. The devil isn't a liar. The devil is the liar playing his boleto of fire. The devil has no mother, the fight song, the chango dance. These false gods are at fault. They're a false, I should know. Worshipping Jesus like there's no tomorrow, this outbreak of the virus in English is called the crown. The devil manipulates. The heart gets deceived The mind, the spirit, the flesh They are at war At war is constant Devil has no mother We're giving him too much credit This song and dance isn't the way to Jesus Light the way, set me on fire I want to shine the light Be the light, be the fire Which fire, the Holy Ghost I should hope so Pray when I die, I never go to hell Jesus is my only Lord
3: Yes,
5: Yes. hallelujah, who made that? (laughs) Whew, yeah, I wrote. Yeah, you wrote That's that? that's really the beginning of the pandemic is when I wrote this um piece. But yeah, And you know who else inspired that rhythm? Um, the Bird Bones Project. Oh, he had man. a song. He had a piece. It was um, it was like one two three three two three singing a metally. Like that's how he had it, and that that's what inspired the rhythm of that song. piece.
3: I, I see. We both um shaved up and cleaned up nicely. Look. I see we both cleaned up nicely today.
5: Oh, <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
3: uh,
5: uh, so yeah, so that was the, that's what I wanted to share. So what do you guys, what's your thoughts on that? Wait, you're mu- muted, Angela, you're yeah. muted.
0: That's why I, it's actually good. Cause sometimes I find myself talking when I shouldn't be and that's good. But then of course I'm talking and people can hear me, but hey Leon, I'm so happy to see you. Um, so far for the open mic, we had really? our wonderful guest, oh, Brady hey. Michaels. We had a request for one of my pieces. And Andy's performed a piece real quick. So, Leon, oh, do you have any pieces man. that you have to share for us? Because um, we're still waiting. Because I'm still waiting for actual requests, Andy, to jump on the mic. And, but while, uh, Leon, because I just threw that on you, Braden, what did you think of our wonderful piece here, Bolero of, of Fire? I just love the
1: flow of the poem and just and, and just the overall sentiment. So, I mean, I... To me, that
5: was just a great piece. Thank you, thank you. I appreciate that so much. Yeah, that was one of the first ones I wrote. Was the that was like the very beginning of that lockdown. It's so funny this piece like okay. came from that. So it's interesting how so many things inspired the rhythm of the piece, the concept of it. But then this is what it is at the very beginning of it. So it's interesting. I look back now, like wow, this is what it was. This is how I felt. This is what. Came out of that in that time, so yeah. So I, I'm proud of this piece for sure.
0: Andy, what else in the DMs? Oh, Leon, are you ready? You got something? Because I know we also have some DM pieces, yeah, but we're Angie, still so, waiting for. Uh, so, um, the so, Leanna, you got your
3: piece? Yeah, I wrote this Yay. one, and it says July 2nd, 2014, and it's called Carnal. And since like um, I just came from church and everything, and it um and Andy just did one about like, you know, his, um, his, his faith. I was like, well, you know what? I'm like, I might as well do one too. And it's actually one of my <laughs> ones. I, I really do want to get this one public. Yeah.
0: This is what You yes. said it was called Carnal?
3: All right. Oh flesh, how rebellious you are. In vanity you speak as you dim like the stars. Restless is your drive, if let loose, in indulgence you thrive. No inhibitions, you are a raging child that never listens. A whirlwind of many sorts, rage, lust, and greed is your resort. You are fire that intensely burns. Your favorite words are desire and yearn. Freedom, you scream loud as the banshee. You are thirst that can't be quenched. You strip down walls with no relent. You're reckless, never feel guilty nor repent. Your satisfaction is only a tease. In your truth, you aim to please. You're glutton for urges, a buffet full of flesh, I came to the black hole of cavities you ingest. To see is a stir and to touch is the goal. You worship the body and damn the soul. Let a moment be a moment of pleasure galore, yet the mind has been warped and has been made both a slave and a whore. You swim with the flow and release what you flaunt, your flesh dreams rich with the empty access of once carnal.
1: Wow. wow, wow, that's really good.
3: Wow, wow, I love that. Thank
1: you. And that that title is just fitting.
3: Thank you. Yeah, Perfect.
1: yeah.
3: I don't even remember what I was going through when I wrote it, but um, it's funny. it. It don't matter.
1: <laughs> it, it's just good. It, it,
3: that's, and that's who you were at when right it happened, you know? Yeah. Thank you, man. And yeah, it's...
0: I I love hearing you read your work. I, I don't know if I could read a piece of yours on a flat piece of paper a, or a flat screen. I love hearing you read your words and bringing them to life. It's, it's, I can't yeah, do anything else. You've got
1: a deep it's voice. Yeah. When I heard the,
3: uh, the, Baritone.
0: the
1: interviews with Tara... When you read, or even when you talk, like I feel like I'm listening to Shaft. Oh, but like that's that, that, that. I but I say that in a complimentary oh, way. No, it's I
3: just
1: I know. I, it, when you speak, it just
3: it's just full of life. Oh man, just, man, thank you, man. I I, I appreciate mm-hmm. that. I, it's funny because um, I don't know. Like every time I I used to never like hearing my voice on chord. and to be honest, I I still don't. But it's funny because anytime someone hears my voice on record or just hear me speak, your voice is so unique. It's so beautiful. It's like, alright, oh, it's alright, right. but I realize that when I read my poetry or even somebody else's, I always try to um, infuse what they were feeling or what I was feeling, and just kind of put my heart and soul into it. I think it comes out in the way I speak
5: right that's good amen, amen.
0: so Andy, yeah Andy, I, I know you had some, some pieces sent to, to you. you i'm still waiting for some requests i'm still trying to find some friends to join us i'm trying to, to live see if month. i can but send I cc a st- request to too because i finished i got already sent
3: these i got Andy. i've been sending cc don't you care uh, uh, I've, I've been calling uh, a collab with cc you heard uh, me talking then my god oh. Yeah. That, that'd be crazy. Oh be man, melding of the minds. That oof. That that'll be. I, I think it'll be good.
5: some epic fire. <laughs> Word. So um, give me one second. I'm sorry, guys. Uh, no worries. Hey, Andy. I got... What is going on? I got. Okay, I see. Andy, I got.
3: Wait, what happened? I got. I, got... I got to say this in love with the hat you're wearing and with like the new get-up you got. You remind yeah. me of David i'm i'm just getting
5: the vibes wait i look, look like what Fred david
3: oh you don't remember that
5: british singer like oh, oh I, I
2: know oh my
0: gosh um actually i have one ready to go that was in the dm while you're pulling one up um from this one here we had sent into it from a poetry okay. run can i right. get that one while you're pulling one up andy All right. So this is from. This was sent to us. It's sent to Andy. This is from at a poetry or a poetry run, uh, coffee and literature on a foggy Staten Island morning. I believe is the title. I woke up an hour ago. Pain along my back. Anxiety has fled, and I'm alone in my bed. Not as cold as it usually is. Without my fiance by my side, I feel his touch. I respond to it, and I'm changing the skin. I was in yesterday, finding new ways to smile in a misty morning. I don't need to rush anywhere. Time is its own psychotic drug. But I sit back and think about the birds, constant chatter since 5 a.m. But I think they must know things I don't. The turning of the moon, a silent mist covering the neighborhood. New York in its entirety is somewhat beautiful. I just don't know the right words to use. Never mind the fucking order they should be in. That first cup of coffee is heaven. A fist fist wake and bake is a different kind of heaven. I gather my thoughts, take a deep breath, and let them all go. I want to flow. I just want to flow. No destination in mind, no time to be there. Let time crash on the floor, smashing into millions of tiny glistening pieces of glass. Coffee and literature on a foggy Staten Island morning. I want this beautiful, silent moment to last. Ghosts of my childhood lurking in shadows, they're only ghosts. Their time is past due, summoning a greater power is what poetry does. Books and books and books let me flow into the page and melt its words. I want to write my own. I want to make the puzzle come together. Mm. The scent of books is mercurial. I felt the pain in my back subside, melting away and revolving itself into a dew. The nature of literature is mysterious. We just mm. read and remember our past experiences. Quiet, sweet, delicious, seductive, quiet in a world consumed by conversation mm. and obliteration. It's a relief to know there is still some peace and quiet. Silence, let my cry come unto thee. Let the sun rise slowly. Time can fuck off.
5: Whoa, oh my Mr God, G. That's a powerful. Guys. And the whole, cause I, I'm from New York, so I kind of get it too. So it's like, you get it. Well, you get it. You
0: get. You
5: know what it's is? like. Yeah, cause I'm used to live in Staten Island, so I know. So it's like, ah, uh, yep. But he lived from uh-huh. the very, very end of Staten Island going into Bayonne, which is where I live. So the, the Bayonne Bridge is literally five minutes away, and it's interesting because I slept there once. I remember, but like the times I would go there, let's say. A birthday gathering, or whatever the case was, like just there's something about Staten Island that differs from like all the other boroughs in in um in New York. Very interesting. So so I like he was saying that stuff. I was like, yo, I get it. The grass no longer hidden by the snow. Like I, I love that. That is uh, awesome because I look at that as um like I again I'm gonna dissect this, but I like to look at this like you know there's sometimes the grass, you know, you know this real grass, this fake grass. And then um, one thing I um, learned about life, sometimes grass ain't so green, but what happens is, you know, we use fake grass to cover, you know, the dirt that we don't want people to see. But what happens when snow goes on top of it and then it ruins what's there, if that makes sense? That's the way I looked at that particular line. Um, That's just how it spoke to me. And I think what it was is if we don't take care of the land that we're given, then we might tarnish what could have been rather than what it is. Yeah, I, yeah, I, I don't know. So I again, I'm you. very, um, yeah, I don't know. I'm very, I No, dissect it. That was great. I really
0: like how you it. No, said. I was going to just add what he was
1: just saying. Like, that's an stuff. excellent perspective. I mean, and dissecting you know, poetry, Like, there's so much beauty in that because you talk to somebody else, they're going to have a different perception of of that poem than maybe you, but I thought your spin on that was was perfect. So
5: I, yeah, I, yeah, I, I, I
1: agree with that. Like with what you said.
5: But you know what's crazy? Like for years, years, even since childhood. Like I don't want to say childhood, like more like teenhood, going to adulthood. It's something that always spoke to me was always the grass being green. Because when I saw artificial grass, it wasn't until I was in high school. So in high school, the 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 you know how high school has like their park, the, the you know, the football field, whatever. And it was like, that's the first time I ever interacted with um, artificial grass. And um, the, the way that speaks to me now, it's like that that artificial grass or regular grass, because you know how sometimes you go to places, there's grass, but then there's some dead weaves in that particular part of the grass and stuff like that and i don't know it's something about that that always spoke to me and then like as years later on came when i would would always let's say go to church sermons or read the bible whatever it's grass always speaks to me in that way like garden and you know like for example because my sister works at a food distributing place and one thing she always says oh there's certain things that are out of season so the demand is not always there. Like watermelon during the winter time is not in demand. So you don't see them a lot in the wintertime. So in that same way, you know, there's, you know, like if we're like, our home is pretty much the garden. Like our surroundings is the garden and who you invite in is part of that garden, right? But sometimes what happens is when you invite the wrong things or the wrong people or you see the wrong when you seed your plants the wrong way sometimes we're inviting things that don't belong there so it's like we try to plant we try to water and seed things at certain times in our lives that don't apply because if it wasn't the season for it sometimes what you grow could grow in prematurely and you know the the surroundings of your garden the grass around it could get tarnished so in that same way I look at it as well. That's why they say the grass ain't always green on the other side. Because sometimes, if you plant the wrong things, it can it could act. If you plant whatever you plant, could either grow your crop or it could ruin your crop. And that's how life speaks to me every single day. So that's the way I always. There's something about grass and land. Like it always, life always speaks to me in that way. Interesting. Yeah, I don't.
1: Know. No, I, I mean. <laughs> But
5: it's a good
0: way to look at it. I mean, yeah, Yeah. absolutely.
5: Yeah. So, Andy. Yeah, yeah, I got it now. So, and who are you going to be reading now? I'm. Okay, I'm gonna just spell. I'm gonna just write it on here because I can't pronounce. All
0: right. So that
5: sounds.
0: Again, if you're just joining us, we are having our open mic. We're just reading some ones that were DM'd to us. No one
5: has joined um,
2: yet.
0: For you guys to want to join us. Um, I did try and nudge a few random people to come join us. Hopefully, you have something to share, or um, if not, get somebody who does have something to share. Otherwise, we'll just keep reading the DMs. That's no problem. We got so that's of who
5: I'm there. reading.
0: And of course, that's we have our I'm amazing reading.
5: guests. Yeah, I, I can't pronounce that. I'm sorry. He's probably gonna see this person will see the replay and be like, "Okay, what's going on?" Okay, it's an untitled piece. of course, so it says, "Yeah."
0: And it's untitled. Yeah. The, the magic is
5: effortless. Though the word is broken, a seam of sense, shishik mind before mouth, make mountains of gods, make circles holy. The eyes a moon, the eyes a sun, sun the mouth a zero. The no behind, newborn cold, counting words is deaf. Yeah.
0: Wow. Yeah. Wow. wow. Braden, what do you got for me on that, that was, one? Do you have any any thoughts
1: on that? That's just profound. I mean, that's probably the best word I can probably pick to really describe that. I mean, that's just yeah.
0: I would say that's a pretty good. I don't know if I can come up with a better word other than profound. Andy, when you saw that, what were you thinking? Like, oh my gosh, how am I going to? Yeah, this that's what?
5: exactly what I was thinking. It's so interesting because this person, this is my first time interacting with this um, poet there, you know, like I just came across this page, because you know sometimes, I, that's why I love when it suggests stuff, and I try to follow new accounts as well, this one only has um, this only has 405 people, but it looks like he. this person hasn't really been here that long like that, but it's pretty interesting how um, I don't know, I could come across a piece like that, and it just speaks to me that way like it's so... Um, it reminds me I don't know if this is I don't know if this will fall on the surrealism but that's the vibe I did get from that a little bit I can see that hmm yeah, yeah. yeah. there's it, so many different, like like yeah, the thinking... like the mouth zero like that's pretty interesting because when you like oh, I'm shocked it doesn't look like all oh, like a circle or a zero it doesn't look like that so it's pretty interesting I think that has a state of shock mm-hmm. like oh like what's going on um when magic is ever Effortless, that's pretty interesting too, because once because I don't I didn't look, I don't look at that as a magic trick. Rather, when some when when us when your vibe when someone's vibe is so magical, like right now, I feel like this is a magical situation here because it's like we're feeding off each other's energy and we're having such a great time, where we're relating, we're having a great conversation. This type of magic is so effortless. We don't need effort, if that makes sense. It's like it just works. Like, our energy just works. Yeah, yeah. that's how that, that speaks to me.
0: Yeah. I would agree. Well, I think that's a really good way to put it. I guess, Braden, I like, right? We needed Andy to kind of, like, clean it all the thoughts up, right? With these,
5: yeah, no, you really,
2: you guys. Are no, so, my mind,
5: yeah, my mind is weird like that. Let's say if I see a fly on the wall, I'm going to start thinking about, okay, but why is this fly like, why is he doing that with his legs? Why, why, but why, why that particular spot when he could have been there because it's more moldy on that spot? Like, I'm that guy. My mind is like that, even in my head.
1: But that's good, though, actually, because that means that you're very analytical. So, I mean, the pro- and I'm the same way. The only fault pro- only with that is you can analyze things that, that aren't really that all that important. I do that a mm-hmm. lot. Yeah. My wife oh, will, yeah. And my wife will tell you that. <laughs>
5: i my like, mm-hmm. crazy. Yeah. She's like, babe, why do you have thoughts like yeah, that? Man? I don't exactly. know. Like, like, I remember I, wrote a, I read a piece by Robert Charbonneau and he says something about, like, the spider. Like, let's say you're in the bathroom, you see a spider, well, you see the spider just standing there, and because he sees you, it's like, it's probably scared of you, but you start getting scared of it, type of thing. And I'm like, I'm that guy that if I'm brushing my teeth, why is that spider, why did he choose that spot? <laughs> All right, right. right. Why? He could have went maybe more in a different spot where I don't see him. Why did he let me, uh, why did he allow me to want to see him in that spot? Like I'm the person, but my mind works like that. Even like, because I was always sheltered growing up. So like, all I had really was the four walls of my bedroom. Right. Cause even after my brother moved out and I just had my own space pretty much, um, that's all i did like if i it was wrestling it was music and it was always writing that was the main thing i didn't really go outside like that i interact with people like that so i got a little bit older but my mind was like that to that point that i would write them stuff down or i would analyze like that hole in the wall like how did it get like that when that per- what was that person doing that when he was painting that wall why did that hole happen the way that it did or why did the wall cracks open like that that every time they try to paint the wall over again fix it it gets cracked again why is it doing that what is it and then it was always like the whole laws of physics thing It's, it's the physics of it what is causing that effect especially in project buildings and that was always my entire but my mind like when i'm in my mind a lot my mind i i visually see it in my mind too like i'm in my old bedroom and i'm
0: Andy, that's so cool that your mind is like that. Like all of us have these incredible inner workings that seem to drive our own creative force. And Andy, like the way you described your thoughts is exactly like such an incredible way that your piece was earlier when you shared Bolero um, fire, like that we could see that kind of that inner working. Um, uh, I wanted to get you an opportunity to say one more thing about that before. The next one I wanted to read for us is from a jail deal, deal that, poetry. I think um, that was another title, one that was sent yeah. to us. But, um, uh, yeah. um I'm going to take care of that one. And if you wanted to get uh, okay. ether after that. I know you said there was one from Ben since and then I think we might have one or two other ones. And then, Braden, we want to end the night again with one of your pieces, if possible. Um, if you're just joining us, we have open mic right now. And hopefully, please let us know that you want to join us. Uh, we haven't had anybody really jump on the mic to read their own piece yet, except that's fine. We have a few that have been sent to us. Uh, we also have the incredible Braden Michaels. who joined us for the first hour. After just joining us, we talked about his five poetry books and how they're each a different kind of theme, a thematic and his new one coming out uh, this month on April 25th, which is the same date as his first book uh, three years ago is going to be a collection of the greatest hits from those five collections. So again, if you're just joining us, please let us know, Hey, welcome. If you want to jump on the mic and read some piece of yours, otherwise we'll get to you soon. Um, But this was sent to us um, through Lightlist. Years in grassy abandon. Uh, This is Jade Dealba poetry. It is power. It is a window, or a wrecked night full of desire. Something is indeed a crashing wave. The story sails on. Even now, when all is done, we hear the breath of time appear. The trees are weeping in their discovered nuisance. A single myth cannot control this. Even while the feathers of God are distracted by our wild, wild measures for a creation's thread. Yielding, we surely control whatever immense shield of earth drowns. Thrice, like wicked bones, a single star falls upon a skin. Perhaps mine is not nearly as true as the kiss we give to the world. And we wait for our superstition to end. Thus freedom starts to yield. It crawls beyond this reality. Yes, though, could we obscure the hills? Our mouth can demand of us whatever it can overthrow. Thirst in itself is crawling over some towering eyes. We must never become witness for a love without its punishment or another hand or a conjuring sleep, love flowers into twilight. Wings like an escape, our faces demand it all. Eternity is our laborious horizon. Our eyes continue to see it. Perfection works with separation and odd, dull features. Dreams cannot promise a treasure even as nobility draws out the knife of an uprightness between teeth and virtue's height. All of this is calling to close the fathering Arctic. We wait and through lightness, lightless years in grassy abandon, a double act comes forth. Now the sun shimmers and fractures, dodging echoes and forgotten.
5: Uh, I I, I love Hyrule. I love the way Hyrule writes.
0: Wow, Hyrule, wow. That is incredible. It kind of has that a uh, narrative style, uh, Brayden. I know that, that was like uh, you talked yeah. about utilizing different styles, uh, even writing short stories before. I, I love that. that. That, more that, that was narrative, very uh, colorful.
1: The imagery on that was really good.
0: I would completely agree. I love the uh, the, the actual term, the laborious horizon. Yeah, fathering yeah. Arctic. You know through should we obs- obscure the hills like love flowers into twilight again, you're in you, I think you said it best with um yeah that imagery you you feel like you're in each of these kind of uh scenarios uh. What else about Hyrus See, because
5: I have known him since, like, yeah, when he first came in here in the scene, 2019, 2020, it was when he really, really started. Because his main thing is surrealism, but he also paints, and he also does a lot of confessions, too. Mm-hmm. He does a little bit of everything, mm-hmm. but, like, one thing about him, he has a way of words. He has a way of describing things that I'm just like, damn, I don't know if I would have said it in that way. I probably would have said it a different way, and I feel like between me and him... I'm just very basic and simple. He's just very authentic and like, oh my God, this, this is crazy because I would have never said the same thing that way. And I love that about him because every time I read his pieces, it's like, that. Yeah, I want more of his stuff, you know? Um, I,
1: I don't even know the guy, but the vocabulary in that poem was just phenomenal. Like I love vocabulary like that and how yeah. the wording is just a little unique. It's not, to your point, it's not basic. It's not straightforward. So I, I don't even know him, but like that was really
5: good. Yeah, he works a lot with Robert Kazi a lot too. Him and them um, they do um, collaborate a lot. Yeah, uh, Eli, um, do yeah. If anything, send it to us through a DM, um, and then we'll read it because there's no way we're gonna see it through the comments. Well, the.
0: Sounds like it. I mean, it looks incredible. Almost with, can we have you say it? I mean, I would love to hear from Elijah Abram if possible. I'll try and get that friend back in. Um, But uh, yeah, again, the way the vocabulary really sets that stage, um, it really is such a beautiful piece. did you have yeah that best yeah thing for you so to um, which is it the one that no so this
5: met, is because he always, he always he always tags us um in our stuffs in in, in our page so, so I said let me at least read mm-hmm. this one because um I've been you know I've been wanting to read some of his stuff out loud so I wanted to get him known as well he's cool I, I like Ben I love working with Ben um i work, yeah. I, I like interacting with yeah. him is what I meant to say so, yeah uh, I
4: think that I think that um because he wanted me to read it because he he was on he, he was on here and um I was like oh. But, um, wait, right. so I, who is this? Um, it was Mike. Yeah, so it was Go on. No, what was his name? Crazy Mike. Um, he was just on, he was just on here in the in the, in the thing. I said, Hello, okay. and he got, yeah.
5: he, he done, a, 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 yeah. a, oh, a, I see yeah. Crazy Mike's stuff? life. Okay, got you. So go ahead. You could, you could go ahead and read it. Yeah.
0: So you're going to read one of his pe- Oh, my gosh, thank you. Will you read one of his pieces? It's okay that you're reading something else, because I'm so happy to hear your voice okay. he read a piece. I will put it through, I'm you. hoping
4: that I'm able to put it through again. Okay, it says, moving on, some less fortunate. But can I ask, what is it worth to open one door to close another? It's just the way life goes. People stay. People go.
2: People uh, uh, uh,
0: Is it just me? It's just I was okay. I, I wasn't.
4: We we asked. Okay. okay in part. We I asked. Are like, do love. we know the answer? We can show. It's the past.
5: That's it. <laughs> that. Does <was> it <good>. wait? <gasps>
0: Um, can you do me a huge favor? Will you read it again real quick? Because you cut out in the middle of it. I think you just came back in the right spot. But can you do it one more time? Yeah. Just oh, okay. It so we can really. I, I, to the chop, My okay. brain off a little okay, bit. I want to hear how great. This is the was. beginning.
4: Moving on seems less fortune, but can I ask, what is it worth? To open one door, to close another. It's just the way life goes. People say, people stay, people go. We ask, and then um, I have to post that part, and then I have to read the rest because I I, I can't because I have not enough in the thing. People say, people go, we ask, do we know? The answer, can we show? It's the past. That's it. That
5: was- <laughs> wow. Hey Kendra, yeah. welcome open in. We're doing open mic, or if you want to DM us uh, something, you can send us something, or you could pop in and read a piece too. That's fine. Welcome. But Rose. yeah, um, moving on. To- Elijah,
0: wait, hold on. Um, was, he didn't was title, title with, with that. For
5: that's that's something, something he wrote. Crazy, yeah. Okay, so it's okay. no great piece. Yeah. <laughs> oh gosh, <laughs> um, I always wonder that. What is it worth when we have to move on? It's like what I was saying earlier about the season and the grass and stuff like that. When some things are out of season, we have to start letting it go so we can make room for new roots, for new plantations, for new seeds or new crops to grow. Because when something's like watermelon, when it's out of season, you have to be, you know, so the water re- watermelon represents the thing you have to let go because the new crop you you grow that's gonna be the one that's gonna pr- pr- um, prepare you for that following season because the season that that's in right now is is called co- is a, is a, is a transitional season, and in transitional season it prepares you for the season that you're meant to be in. So that's that. It's, I feel like in that same way, when we close that one door, there's another door that has to open. But during the process between closing this door and going to the next door, there's that middle phase. There's that middle part that, like, like the hallway, I guess if that makes sense, there's that hallway that you have to walk through in order for you to get to that door to open it. But if you don't have the key, you can't really open that door because maybe you haven't learned the lesson you had to learn from this particular transitional aspect of the hallway before you could open that door. So I think in that same way, moving on is hard and reminded me of a picture I saw years ago where there was like a hand and he was holding on to a rope. And it says, when you learn to let go, then your hand doesn't hurt as much. Because if you ever hold something for a long time like this, the longer you hold it, the more your hand's going to hurt, right? But eventually what happens is this happens. And when you can't hold on much longer, you fall. And if you land and you hurt yourself, now it's not even about this hurting. Now your body hurts because now, you put, your, you, put your, you put your body in a situation you could have avoided if only you learned to let go of the role.
0: Yeah, and letting go is the toughest thing. Letting go is so hard to do. I couldn't agree with you more, Andy, on that. Uh, while I have all three of
5: you oh, on the line... Oh, oh hold on. I'm sorry. My bad. Fan. Um, illustrative poet, is here, and I haven't seen this guy in a while. Brother, if you could pop in and do oh. something for us. Okay, this I'll, guy I'll, lives I'll, on I'll, the other out. side of the
0: I got, I got you. Um, so I'm gonna request. If he wants, so if he can. To you can,
5: um, I think it's me. morning for him. Illustrator poet. This guy has an arsenal unlike. Oh wait, the braid Oh, there he goes. Um, Illustrator poet. If you can, bro, I will love for you to pop in and read a piece or two, bro. Uh, dude, this guy. I haven't seen this guy in such a long time, and I feel like he. Oh, oh man, his piece, man. I,
0: well, I just. Said it. Well, while we're waiting for the, uh, that person to join us, this was sent to me. And this is um, not the person who sent it yeah. to me, but this is John Go Paul of Burning Empires and Love First Light. Um, while we're waiting for hopefully our friend to join us, because uh, we are running out of time and we want to get the ones that least sent to us ahead of time. Um, At Love's First Light, neither man nor woman bears a visible scar. It's only when the light fades or when the sun sets or when weary euphemisms are set aflame, do two individuals stand naked and trembling before God and before each other with faults and scars plain to see? And make no mistake, darling, our love was no more than a burning empire from the moment we locked eyes. And yet we clung to each other through hope and through ruin until we were left gasping. King and queen of the ashes, reaching feebly for our crowns and not one another. But my head is heavy and my feet are leaden and I can no longer breathe without you. Wow. Woo! That's deep. I can no That's longer breathe without deep. you. Again, that was sent in. That's a John Paul poetry of burning empires and love's first light. I got to hear from you because that kind of uh, – I know you said that, that you like to do some of these kind of types of poetry here. What what are your thoughts on this one? And also, what do you think about this one? And this is from who again? Heavy who was the person? John Paul, poetry. Yeah, I, I think again. Okay. I think
1: that's just another poem with t- just some great vocabulary, like, and that flowed really well.
0: Mm-hmm. So poet, uh, poetry with good vocabulary is Yeah, it, gets, it really gets, does. Gets, gets brain. It tells me about
1: someone's intellect and brain like, and creativity.
0: Can I give a cut tip for all of our friends out there? If you feel uncomfortable with your vocabulary, go to powerthesaurus.com. You put in your word, and oh, my gosh, it gives you a upper-level vocab. You take your five-cent word, and you get yourself a $1.50 word by going to uh, – Powerthesaurus.com because you're saying that's really what gets that yeah I I, up, I right, agree
1: Brandon? and just again it, and I think just that but playing with words like just using the mm-hmm. yin and the yang of 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 just changing a few words here and there so again so not everything is straightforward you know straightforward you know you can use all kind of like metaphors and make something symbolic to me that's for me, that's really appealing.
0: Yeah. Oh, my gosh. That's wonderful. Um, our friend declined. Um, Andy, do you, yeah, yeah, you... Yeah, yeah, of, yeah, I mean, yeah. He oh. like, I've set him up. I've set him it's up. It's all right. Him up. Then he
5: probably can It's all love good. Ben. Next time.
0: Love that. Okay. No, no, no. We got no. Let's do this. In the ether. Oh, we're no. it next time for our friend. I'm... I'm oh, you want to read, read it all? or I, I, it I read, read it? it. No, you read it. You got it. You
5: got it. it. Detoxing for Lent is called, and this is by In the Ether Poetry. Shut your fucking mouth and give me back my barbuterates. I'm choking on blood and mucus. I'm never doing acid on an empty stomach again. Little Bobby is dressed as a fucking Disney princess. The Russian hooker, in little Osseta are cheaper than the hur- Hungarian ones in London. Drip, 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 fix the goddamn faucet. Wait, wait, what? Panama. The Coke is from Panama. Pinwood, pop, butterscotch. I sculpt this order with clay, abstract, octagons, purple balloons, blood. Red moon. Faces, spacemen, the carousel in reverse, restless leg, diezimpim fiend. Her baby has eyes like mine, that little boy smiles just like me. Burns St. Christopher, pagan crux. Shut the fuck up, please. Just shut the fuck up. I can't hear myself. See. Yeah.
0: Myself, yeah. I, Steve.
5: I might, I know I mispronounced some words. I apologize, but I was always told to keep going, so that's what I did. Those, oh,
0: yeah, those medical terminologies are,
5: yeah, uh, fire.
0: Brady, what do you got for me on that one? He's he's a real hot one. With uh, if you've ever uh, read in the ether poetry, I'm not sure you have,
1: but he is just a yeah, like, powerful like, that, that, that hits punch, a lot punch, of nerds, raw, like,
0: hardcore, just, just
1: hearing hardcore. that. I mean, it.
0: Especially because of
5: your connection with uh, I know not necessarily his is
0: addiction right. related but connection yeah. to addiction
5: perhaps? Uh, I was going to say So how did it connect to you? Uh, I, I think I no, 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 no. It. I, I was just saying that I like it Okay, yeah, yeah no, uh, brain, I, no, I was,
0: I was well, how
1: just agreeing with you? you Yeah, I mean that, that sounds very pretty much like addiction related
5: Yeah yeah, addiction is very, very hard. Um bef- okay, so um okay, so I came to Christ in twenty thirteen. Um uh, before that, um I was not in a good place, obviously. Um I've talked about it before, so um, you know, I was just had a drinking problem. Um, drugs was never an issue for me, but, and, you know, smoking, it's like, whatever, everybody smoked a cigarette or whatever, but drugs was always a thing. Um, um, drinking was always a thing with me, like, whatever, could medicate my pain. Um, I didn't care what it was. I've gotten drunk to the point that I would be in a park bench, homeless people would steal my money, and I'm like, okay, how did this happen? And I don't remember nothing. Um, I remember times I, I would be in a park, very old deed not remembering how I got there kind of thing. Um, so when I came to Christ and then I started to transition into, okay, here, okay. look, I've tried everything. I don't know where I'm going. So th- I've never met you. I've never seen this physical thing, but I'm trusting you with my life. So here, like, uh, I am scared to shit because I don't know what is going to happen. So I don't know what I'm getting myself into, you know, Uh, because I've had all these bad experiences when it came to religion and all this other stuff. um, And I realized, well, it's not about the religion, it's about the relationship, but I had to go through a journey of trying to understand, differentiating the difference. Um, But when you're addicted to alcohol like that, that struggle was real. And that did run in my family a lot, Uh, especially my father. Um, I grew up watching him getting depressed and drunk every time I, you know, the anniversary of of his mom, and then let's say if something bad happens, he was always depressed and he would get drunk. Or like my, even my older brother um, used to drink a lot and he would get depressed, um, it, all those th- things, that negativity always ran in my, in my household growing up. So that's why again, when I was saying about the whole four walls, it, it wasn't about the what, it was more about the why and how. That was always, that's how my mind works. Like if I see what's going on, but I don't care about what this is. I want to know how this is here or why that's here and, and when did it get here. That's how my that's how my life works. And it's good, but it's also bad because I've realized because I overthink too much, it's gotten to that point where I would drive myself crazy trying to find answers to questions that i'm never gonna get the fucking answers to and mm-hmm. that is always 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 and one of the hardest lessons i had to learn is that we have to learn to accept when things are just not gonna be what it is if that makes sense right because acceptance is something i always struggled with and it wasn't on purpose it's just I don't like accepting something if I know there's more to a story or to a situation. But what gets me mad is when I, when it looks like, okay, I'm just never going to know the answer. Or I'm never going to know and that's it. It bothers the shit out of me. Um, it bothers me to the point that it's like, but why? But how? I didn't do anything. Or, or I, didn't, I don't see what the issue is. And my mind does not understand emotions sometimes that when I react, I don't even understand why I'm even reacting that sometimes my wife will look at me like, okay, but why you you... I mean, I don't know. It's just my mind does not process. And me having... Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't want to use my mental health thing as an excuse because ha- I'm diagnosed with schizotypal personality disorder, but um, I don't like to use that as an excuse. But it's one of those things that... Um, it's just one of those things. But I guess that what makes me different is I'm aware, I guess, in opposed to someone that has it that's not really aware... But that's my thing. I'm too aware, but I'm too stubborn to do something about it. And that is always my problem, too. Uh, I, I don't know. Did, did, did that make sense? Yeah, I mean, as long as you can
1: recognize that, that's the most important No, it part.
0: did. Yeah, and in fact, listen, the fact that you're recognizing the, fact, you're, the way your brain patterning is working, that's what you need to be able to do is yeah. you have to figure out how yeah know. but i've been you ha- can fit, fit no, no. The network in following <laughs> to what
5: you're saying yeah. i've been but i've been sent to the hospital because of that because i would tell i would say things that and i came from a time see like it's, it's messed up now how now things are acceptable mm-hmm. people could think like this and, and that's okay mm-hmm. i came from a time that that was not okay to think like that so it was when not okay, was okay not, to be like that and when you live in a now, hispanic Household, especially 1950s Puerto Ricans that don't understand shit, that don't really not Americanized. They lived in the island, came here, whatever, and then they didn't talk about this shit. So of course my father's like, oh whatever the doctor says is right. Okay, just take them there. And and if I can describe to you the 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 agony, the pain, the anguish I went through as a child into teenhood, that it affected my adulthood, I I, I wouldn't be able to. But I can tell you what.
0: Andy, I think we should have a day where we speak with you on that. I think we should ha- we should designate some time on that. If you if yeah, you're
2: willing I, to I do mean, no, I'm I to learn that. i
0: from you because you're right. Because it, it, because I I want to go into this
5: now. No, yeah, yeah, okay. Hours, but I'll just shorten. I'll, sh- but, I'll shorten this. Um, was, way. No, no, no. So, no, so I'll, I'll put, put it in, in short. So what it all comes down to is acceptance is something I always struggled with. So, um, mm-hmm. I'm learning now that humility is a hard lesson. I'm very learning. I'm learning that very well. And us men, we are we are stubborn and we are very prideful. We don't want to admit when we're wrong. And I, in- I, I can't argue this that.
0: Next, right back to Brayden. Brayden mentioned this at the start of our show. Oh, oh my God, Brayden, will you talk about that again? Because you were hoping your son takes that from you as one of the life lessons from the poetry. Will you echo that same statement again? And Andy, you can comment. Yeah, on I about mean, masculinity.
1: To, to his point, I mean. There's times that I'm wrong about something with my wife, e- even with my son, and I apologize to my son about something if I'm wrong. It doesn't matter. I mean, it doesn't, oh, wow, doesn't matter That's big. whether I'm the father or, you know, in the house. Like, he's got to learn, even at a young age, it's okay to be wrong. It's okay to just say, I made a mistake. Parents are no different than a child. Like, I'm human, you're human, so... He's learning those lessons. I, I I tell him when I'm wrong. I give him a hug and tell him like it's okay. Tomorrow, t- tomorrow I'm gonna learn. I'm gonna learn from today. As long as you're doing that on a daily basis,
5: life is good. Wow. And like, oh so good. Okay, because.
0: Andy, before you respond, before you respond, Andy, I just want to set us up because after you respond, I wanted to go one from Sardonic Words. I had a recent one from them. Um, And then we can maybe, again, if you want to still join us tonight, the open mic is still available. Nobody necessarily wanted to join us yet. I do have some people who are like, I'm coming up next week. I'm going to join us for like a song or performance next week. So good, good, good there. I want to wrap up. I definitely want to get this conversation. But um, I also want our friends knowing where we're going to go with the car here. So, uh, after you guys talk about the masculine, I'm going to go into this last okay. poem and then Okay, perfect.
5: Braden so, i have Brayden end it. So,
0: talk about, so, so, now that I pause that really awesome conversation in the middle of it, on pause, go back. No, no,
5: it's just, it's so true what you're saying, because, and you know what, even after this, we got to do like a part two where we can talk more on depth on this, because this is really good, we don't talk about this, All but the, the the issue with me growing up was, my dad never did that. That's the problem. Our emotions were not allowed. That's why me and my brother we bickered a lot, me and my sister we bickered. See, but that's the
0: Braden, did your dad do that? I I was in a
1: household where my dad didn't do that either. So everything I do with my son, I do the opposite of what my dad did. Exactly. And that's
5: what I want. That's what I want from my, my son's only four. But you know what's funny, and I say this, this is my first and only child. Um, I'm, I'm going to be 38. My wife's 45. Uh, this is our first child together. And one thing I can honestly say, I've learned more about myself through my child and through my marriage than I've ever learned in my entire Aiden. life. Because I've come to a realization, right when you think you had all the answers, nah. And the thing, the crazy part, especially if you have God on your side, God will humble shit out of you god will show you no you need to chillax like you will learn hold
1: up. more from your child about yourself through your child i i see that every day so it is cr- talk about humility. crazy yeah i, I see that every, all the time in my my son my, my son and my wife make me a better person every day
5: yes And the crazy part about it is, I look back down, like, oh, so that's why my dad was like that. Even though I understood, and I didn't agree with everything he did, but I understand now why he was the way he was. And it was sucks. And you know
2: what's crazy
5: about that? Because when I was growing up, I understood, but I never knew the whole circle until now I'm going through it myself. There's a circle. The circle's finally complete now. Because it's like...
0: Can I throw a crazy wrench at you two gentlemen. Okay,
5: and I'm gonna say one thing. Because you two have written something beautiful. One thing. Yes. But
0: on this topic.
5: This is one of my favorite books. On this
0: topic. This is one of
5: my favorite books. It's a children's book. This is one of my favorite fucking books. And I'm gonna tell you Mm -hmm. why. Because. Yeah,
0: the missing piece. Because he's always
5: trying to find his missing fucking piece. And you know what sucks when you find the missing piece Sometimes, you know, there's a part of the book that he says, you know, that he ha- he ended up missing out on the other stuff, not because he has his old, uh, this whole piece, but what the way that thing spoke to me is, if you find that missing piece, it's okay to miss out on some things because those things were only meant for right. a time. When you have circles, sometimes it's all about your circle. But that's the way that book speaks to me. But I just wanted to just bring that up. I
0: love that you did that. And then- I think that's great, but what if you are in a situation where you have children and you knew these things about yourself, and you're trapped in your own nightmare, so to speak, because you are reliving your childhood? It's a war
5: between your mind, your soul, your heart, and your. It's a war that we constantly have to, you know. If you ever get the chance, just look up when you get the scent. There's a song called "Hate Me" by I think it's called Blue October. Yeah, yeah, I remember that song. Mm oh my god yeah i didn't understand it then so i understood it now i listened to it reason i was like oh wow why does that why does that resonate differently now like holy shit but,
1: but but back to what you're saying there's a war but if you listen more to your your heart and your soul and ignore the mind you're probably better off but, but, yeah, well
0: yeah. we can go a whole other hour on that topic for sure gentlemen Um, So here is uh, one more piece I got on my end. It's from Sardonic Words. It's the latest one here. Um, It doesn't have a title, but there is a comment here. What my what ifs are my biggest arch nemesis? I have a soft bird a lot because of my what ifs. I walk five steps more. I walk an hour longer. I keep my back doors open and I give and I give and I give until somebody comes in and shows me how bare minimum it is. until sometimes is enough. When will I fucking learn to wear a short dress and a rock my body like I fucking own it? So again, it's kind of like this kind of a power piece that we're going to see coming up right here. So don't cut that seam not two inches short anyways. If you ever ask me why I can't cut short, I always say, because what if I grew in height? What if somehow if. It shrank in the dryer. What if I want to wear it overlapping my belly button? I can never cut short. I'm all, I always keep a length more. I always give a length more. I always walk a length more. My what ifs are my arch nemesis. I am so drowned in my what ifs that I don't know where I should cut. What if all that I ever do is never enough? And what if I leave a trace of regret and it comes back to haunt me? My what-ifs are my catastrophe. I have always given more and always kept the back door open. It's time I cut four inches short and wear that three-fourths like I own it. And for once, I let the world know that whatever Mm -hmm. I do is enough. So kind of like the flip side of that whole masculinity uh, conversation that you guys were having throughout this whole evening, we also have kind of like a body image feminine piece about, I am enough. I'm more than just, you know, the length of a certain item and all that stuff. My what ifs, my what ifs are, ne- you know, I want to be enough. So what did you two think of this uh, amazing piece? If you don't know uh, sardonic words, you definitely need to get a, a hold of this person. Um, Star, she's incredible.
5: It just relates to everything we've been talking about. There's always the ifs. But it's like I said before, I see what it is, but I want to know the how, the why, mm-hmm. and then when. Mm-hmm. The where could always be yes. secondary to me, but it's always the how, the when, and the why for wow. me.
0: Uh, wow. I, I agree with you. I that. like that. I like how you've always got yeah. Andy, your mind is precious. I'm happy
5: that you're you, able to you, face you. into your, your mind. I speak my awesome. wife I sometimes, it. though. My I wife's like, it. that's interesting. I got to say, because I'll say stuff. And Because me and my wife, we always have deep conversations a lot. Whether it's God, oh, or whatever that's it, kind of it is, really and then plain. she'll look at me like, you know, that's a very interesting way of thinking. I'm like, yeah, I know. I, I don't know where it comes from, but I love it. Like, <laughs> It's crazy. <laughs>
0: Um, Braden also had a really deep connection with his uh, wife right now um, and that her support has I, I, been very important to him as yeah. well. Right, I Braden?
1: Would, I wouldn't be publishing the amount of books that I have if it wasn't for her. She encourages that to, for me to keep going.
0: And that's very, very important for both of you guys to I, have absolutely. that support at home and push you. Her, Her, hers, she's is what is pushing you forward. You're moving, well, yeah, but we're out there? And am I sure you my might not where you are right so today. That is, it doesn't matter
1: what age you are, that you want to fulfill a dream. doesn't matter when you start. Mm-hmm. So he's, he's learning that lesson right now too. I mean. Yeah.
0: yeah. I'm hitting 40 yeah. and I'm starting my career it does, now. It yeah, doesn't, you you know? doesn't, doesn't matter how old you are. You, you're starting it. You're starting it. You're getting it. And you're getting all the it right, Andy? hmm Yes, if you are passionate about what you are doing and the connection that I think we are trying to make with that, each other, because again, your words, your creation, you know, Brayden, Andy, Leon's with us, all the ones that we shared tonight, the people that said they were going to come on the mic, you know, we want to get your work out there and if, you know, you're just joining us. We're actually about to close the show with uh, Braden hopefully sharing uh, another piece of his. Because his sixth book, which will be a collection of his uh, first five poetry books. And I just want to end our night one more time going through um, this amazing uh, poetry author. Thank you so much. <laughs> wow. And short story novelist as well. Um, thank you for joining us and sharing. If you've missed this uh, hour one um, Andy was stuck at work, unfortunately. He'll be catching up with the amazing uh, conversation that we had with Braden. But um, braden has been in three um, anthologies, but he also has five poetry books, with his sixth one coming out on the 25th. The Raven's Poison. Ugh, I've, whenever I say Raven's Poison, That's my mouth fun. wants to just gargle. It's up. When you came up with the Raven's Poison, did well, you have that, any issues that saying cover, that, Braden?
1: And I thought, man, I want to mm-hmm. I, I write a poem. Using that cover in mind, and so when I put my collection yeah. together, since my book is a lot about patterns and a lot of it, most of it is pretty dark. Mm-hmm. I thought the raven yeah. is very symbolic to the devil. So pick your poison, pick mm-hmm. your concoction mm-hmm. to understand the human condition. So that's kind of how I came up with that.
0: Oh, I love love that. So based off the imagery and how you connect, you know what it is, uh, brain, It's because I have the word poetry written after poison, and right. that's what's twisted my my lips up. But the Raven's poison, I can say just right. fine, but seeing the poetry after it. Um, that was, all, again, dark about the human condition. I know we talked to, had heavy uh, hits of your, uh, not necessarily you personally, but your experiences dealing with um, your ex-wife and her addiction and how terrible um her experience was with that and your relationship with that. Um, that was back on um, April 25th, 2020. Then you had Stella Walker's Acquaintances, which Andy, you're gonna love this one. It's um, actually, Brady, can you it, talk it, about it's it? It's
1: very character-based. Again, based. Stella so uh, Walker's poem, Acquaintances. Each poem its character
0: is character-based.
1: And it, it, it's, a, it's symbolic of all the, the people you meet in your life. So it's really like, to summarize as quickly, It has an epilogue. So it's a woman that's a widow. So throughout the book, she meets all these characters. And at the very end, she realizes each person has molded her personality now, even though she's a widow. So at the end of the book, basically, she finds herself. She sees the beauty of being a widow. Even though that loss was hard and difficult, she sees herself no longer a wife. She sees herself as who she is now. That's the essence of the entire book. So, wow. so one of the common things that I, I emphasize in this book is that you've got real friends, I and then mean, you've got acquaintances, people that just, just stumble across your life but still make some little tiny impact on you in some way. Every person you meet throughout your life. I'm just so yeah. fascinated
0: by this um, concept. gonna make
1: some kind of impact on, on you I, in some form or fashion.
0: And Annie, he right. actually knew somebody right. who kind of right. inspired this whole entire characteristic of this. It's, it's so great. Then after that, we have, and, and you're going to like this one too, um, this is the Unpaved Crossroads, which each poem is at its own crossroad of a road, because it's based off of a, the concept of the the, not, of the poetry collection is Robert's Frost, The Road Not Traveled. So each of those poems goes down a road that somebody hasn't traveled on. Then we go into a Braden's political piece, with Growl from the Sun and other poems, um, which his wife loves, because we feel like it's maybe true to his word, um, instead of just necessarily um, po- uh, collection of this great concept. And then finally, back in October, uh, for their ninth wedding anniversary, he wrote a collection of love poetry called For You, Love Always. And um, that was back in October of last year. So his book coming out um, this April, April 25th, which is called Between the Verses and The ink, Volume 1 will be the the heavy hitters of all five of those. So if you're just new to Braden Michaels, which no big deal, some of you might not have heard of this incredible writer, even though they've already had five books already put out there, Um, now you get to have kind of like your intro to Braden Michaels at the end to see where you want to go in the beginning and your journey through. So it's such a great. Great conversation that we had earlier. Brayden, do you have a poem yeah. that we so can end is our from night with?
1: For You Love Always. It's called The Two O'Clock Bistro. Uh-huh. I'm the sorry, what, what time
0: bistro?
2: bistro.
1: The Two O'Clock Sapphire bistro. eyes shifting to the left in the Chardonnay, Chardonnay air, quietly humming a melody, slightly neurotic but magnetic, staring into her sunny side spring salad. Gazing at her soft alabaster skin, exchanging sarcastic one-liners, chuckling over circus-like jokes, stumbling into a conversation of psychology. The sound of delicate piano prancing in our ears, comforting and pleasant. A first date, surveying her countless layers, probing her her intuition and critical thinking, analytics spinning in her spinning in her octagon, appreciating her. Fondness of classical music, fumbling into the intensity of Ayn dissecting the fountainhead with an exceptional view, a beautiful glimpse of the two o'clock bistro.
2: Ooh.
5: Yeah, I, I retire from poetry. I, I, I retire. Add, was it two
0: o'clock? Was it no, time two o'clock uh, when you wrote just this, the or was just, just the two o'clock bistro just, came to
1: you. Yeah. And I love I the title. Thought, I'm going to create an imagery of a first date of, for two people and what he felt of what it was like. A oh, well, success.
0: Did two, I mean, obviously two must've came into your mind, but the two o'clock because of the two, no, love, again, two
1: people just, or. Words I, I just I appear in my head and I just. I love th- it. Th- th- thought like this sounds really good. I'm just going to run with it and flow with it. So.
0: And is that like you? Yeah. you words know, just come into your head and it flows with you because I I'm very similar to our CC flow. Um, when CC came on, she described it as it's she's like a vessel that it just yeah. kind of flows through her. That's kind of how I feel like sometimes my creative process is. So you you're getting these really great concepts. Just words are coming into your ear. The two o'clock bistro, and then oh my god, we have this beautiful two people right. on a first date, yeah. and here it all unfolds. And it seems like a perfect piece for the for you. For you love always a poetry thematic situation. Andy, no, I know you got some. Oh, no, it's
5: just um you pretty much just summed it up for me. You get out of my head. <laughs> Angela, Stop. No, um Yeah, it's like the whole flow thing at the end of the day. Um it just comes in. The only thing I struggle with sometimes is titles. I I'm not good at titles. Like I, I feel like the way I get my titles is I'll read the poem and I'll look for a word in the poem that looks cool. okay, I'll call it this. But even though that one word would have nothing to do with what the poem's about, but that's I think that's what makes it. That's what makes my pieces um, very authentic. That it's okay, it throws the person off. Um, like I said, like two o'clock Bistro, two, two two o'clock bistro, That's a very interesting title, and it's just like you said, it just describes a whole thing. there. Yeah, I, I like it a lot. Was i
1: was telling Angelo that I, I I thrive on that. I I want a title to stand out. So when, when you're going through the feed mm-hmm. uh, on Instagram or even WordPress or anything, that's going to stand out. Someone's going to mm-hmm. want to read that. The, the, the more you get it, uh, the more more creative and even surreal-like, it, it it's going to be a magnet. Mm-hmm. More people. Wow. Are, be,
0: be, that's a really good piece of advice. You've got to grab, because, again, they're scrolling through millions of ads on top of, Work on top of trying to maybe find you that if you don't whoop, grab somebody by the eyeballs, yeah. goddammit, right. they're not gonna yeah. even see you. I think that's really important to oh, say. Yeah. The reality,
1: yeah, you gotta
0: market yourself, you gotta market yourself in a way that yeah. grabs the attention. So, like, what was your favorite title that you've ever come uh, up with, Breen?
2: Yeah, well, I, do
0: you I, have one? I know I hate so to put spot like that. One my favorite
1: title that and this, this title came to me as a teenager and it stuck with me. And I use it later on in the raven's poison is rattle in a cage.
5: Oh wow! Why do I sense like an Alice in Chains type of (laughs) vibe
1: there? So yeah, I I have actually I have two parts of that poem, but actually, yeah, like that that, again, that's how it stuck with me for years. I'm thinking one day I'm going to make this into a poem.
0: yeah wow that would be great well andy we're already 30 (laughs) minutes past due of the two hour mark so you know i'm already doing a bad job keeping the the ship tight but it was just too good even though nobody jumped on the mic it was just such an honor to be on on this uh mic stage with both of you gentlemen leon joined us earlier we also had our guest for next Friday, Elijah Abraham also jumped on the mic. Next week, there were some people that told me Electric Armchair hopefully will perform one of her pieces um, next week. Uh, we'll remind them as we get closer. Brayden, um, before we actually officially end the live, um, what other things can you uh, let us know walking away today um, that that would really just uh, this is this well, is what I need to know. Well, well number one, I, I've never done a
1: live. Period. So I'm not even, I'm not even up this late now. Really? I, 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 had take, no, oh, I had to take a nap. Well, a, I'm always up. You know, I have a six-year-old boy almost. So, but you know what? We're about mm-hmm. done here. I have more energy right now than I've ever had all day. So
2: wow.
1: like this was really That's fun. Great. This this was exciting to do. I, I'd love to do this again at some point.
5: Yes.
0: Heck yeah. We got we'll to
5: sure. yes. do a part two for sure, yes. Got to do a part
0: two. Um, so Brady, it looks like from here on out, hopefully, we'll continue to do this format. And thank you for being our, yeah. I don't want to call you a guinea pig, because that's not the case, for being our first uh, willing participant as far as the interview part one. And it's just staying around for the open mic portion part two. And I, I appreciate hearing that you have so much energy, even though you got, you're going to get up really early it, tomorrow, it, and you'll be cursing so our names good. tomorrow morning. And I'm sorry. That's tomorrow, Tell
1: me what about the influence. You can me you know, to me, when I get the opportunity just to have time with him, I, I'm making memories. Yeah. Like, it, it, it's I, all good. Oh, yes, I don't sorry. care what time he wakes up.
0: We got to get his little post-it notes <laughs> up on
5: the fridge. Yeah. yeah. Buddy. Of oh,
0: his thoughts. But but thank you for having me. And
1: again, like, this, this was great.
5: Yes, I agree.
0: Well, please tell all of your uh, cohorts to to come on our show and and continue to connect with each other. And again, we like this community yeah. because this community is important. And Andy, I cannot I say it every week. I'll say it every time. Andy, thank you for for bringing this together. Because again, I we really do want to put everybody's work out there in the hands of other people. Um, so. Hopefully we can get next week, we'll have our next giveaway. So tell your friends um, if you're interested. We like to put, we send collections of people's stuff out to people. So next week on our next open mic, hopefully we can get another giveaway out, Andy. So we'll start advertising that. Um, looking forward to next week. We also have another one on Wednesday yes.
5: with uh, Robert Charbonneau yes. on Wednesday.
0: This yeah, and Br- so this is. Can I, I'm only gonna call on Robert Charbonneau because I have to say his first last name. I love the way Robert Charbonneau <laughs> I, sounds. Absolutely, don't you, Brayden? I gotta say, I'm gonna say Robert. <laughs> Charbonneau if you guys are available.
5: Definitely join us Just that Wednesday because we're gonna talk up. We're gonna talk about the topic of poetry. Um, is there the death of yeah, poetry, Brayden, there, and is poetry well, dead? That's the topic. Oh, he started nice. this. And, That's a lot. and now it's I want to capitalize totally on it. So I'm happy that he actually decides that let's, let's, let's do more of this topic. Cause this is a topic that definitely needs to be talked about. So I'm excited. For that. Yeah. So, all right. so, um, yeah. Um, any final thoughts? before we get out?
0: Yeah. Anybody just joining us now, sorry. We gotta go and get our buddy to braid in the bed. Cause his son is going to get him up really early tomorrow. But if you want to do an open mic, we will be doing it again next week on Friday. At the ten o'clock to eleven or whatever hour spot. So, if you didn't get on this week, send us DM pieces for next week. Or, don't be a coward and get yeah, us on this mic. Yeah. Right, Andy?
5: So, thank you guys. Thank you, everybody. Um, Braden, thank you. Thank you so much for doing awesome. Braden, thank
0: oh, yeah. you so much, All and right. we'll get a part
5: two. Have a good night. All
0: right. Well, have a great night, everybody. Thank you all for joining us. I'm the one who actually has to turn the car off. So <laughs> the I'm car. Always the car, by the way, everybody. Andy, thank you for letting me t- take the car out tonight. And Leon, we love you and miss you on, and all that. So I'm going to turn okay, it off. Bye. Now. Bye, everybody.